Hello everyone, this is Rich. Uh, this is my like second attempt of recording this intro and I'm not going to redo it no matter how much I fuck it up. Hello. Uh, so I'm doing a little bit extra intro here because this is the first pod we did in about three months and we have a special guest on the pod which I was really, really happy to finally get around to doing. It was awesome. Uh, I won't spoil it obviously. But basically because we haven't done a pod in a while, none of our stuff was set up and we tried a new desk and the sound was fucking horrific. Uh, here you go, this is what it sounded like. If I'm totally honest, but then I was big ECW mom. And thankfully, we fixed that. Uh, massive shout out to Brandon at WrestleTalk, my lovely colleague, who really, really helped me tidy this up. I basically uh, copied what he did and then redid a few bits. And so, yeah, between us, we seem to have got it listenable. I really hope it's not horrifically bad. Uh, I think it's okay. I'm going to stop talking now because it's actually three in the morning. I've been working on this for like four fucking hours now. So yeah, enjoy the pod. WF one night only. It's an absolute, yeah, it's good. All right, I'm tired. All right, bye. What sort of attitude will the hitman have coming into this matchup? Well, you know, to me, this is just about like wrestling at home. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I still like to believe in my heart that I'm still the champion that I always was years and years and years ago. I think I've got the greatest fans in the world over here in England, and I don't underestimate The Undertaker, and I know that he's got his fans and his following. All I'm gonna say is one thing. I'm gonna fight fire with fire, and I'm gonna do the best that I can, which means I will prove once again that I still am the best there is, the best there was, and plain and simply, the best that there ever will be. Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. God, what a week it's been since we last recorded. A lot's happened. Yeah. In six the- weeks in a row, boys. <laughs> six weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> we are also joined. So last time I, in- I-, I-, I introed you, I stole your intro, and you weren't very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, how would you like you, to introduce yourself? You stole my intro. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I used to, I used to be Mister Wicked. I used to be Van Wicked, Coach Wicked. Um, I still think of you as Coach Wicked in my head. You do, yeah. you do. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm happy with Matt. Cool. You know, M A W T H U N T L E Y. Yes, <laughs> it sounds really cool when you spell it. It does sound cool. That's a promo worthy. 2024 spelling. comeback confirmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm always tempted. <laughs> I'm always tempted, but no, I don't know the can anymore. Can I say, boys, I'm very happy to be in a room with two people I like. <laughs> it's been a while. Nice. Yeah, it's sure. just pleasant. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Just, yeah, um, yeah. Man, it's so nice to see you both. Like, I've been far too long. I mean, obviously, um, I think we last pod, you know, obviously we've been running for six weeks, but in that week, I've been away from quite a prolonged period of that week on a work tour. Yeah, sure. Where you know my brain only fell over twice, so that was quite good. I got to perform in front of over two thousand accountants. Didn't you say your brain fell over? Oh yeah, I have meltdowns now of my brain. Oh, which is wonderful. That sounds like a fun progression. I mean, <laughs> just to throw it out there, the context of someone who said someone is sick, hmm. and that's what nearly triggers my brain because I think disaster is about to happen. Yeah, I just don't tell you when I get cold. No, <laughs> oh no, but cold is fine. <laughs> okay. See, now this is the this is the distinguish between sick and we'll, we'll talk I about wrestling at some point. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> But when I was when I was away and we were in Birmingham, yeah. and it was a lovely hotel, I sat down with some colleagues to sit down and eat breakfast, and my colleague Rick sat down going, I was like, how are you doing, Rick? He's like, yeah, I'm good. But everyone else is really sick. 
Oh. Alarms went off in my head. Panic attack happened in my hotel room. And it's like, yeah, Amy's really ill. I was like, oh, shit. No, this is terrible. And then, so, hid in my hotel room, which is in the venue of where the event was. So, check out 11. I was like, right. Got to go and talk at three o'clock. I can do this. As I was about to walk into where all the staff were going, someone said, oh, just let you know, Amy's in there. Again, I was like, what? Why have no one sent this sick person home? So, like, no, be a good friend. Walk in there, talk to my colleague. Open the door. There's Amy cannoning a chocolate croissant. I was like, you're sick. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I've lost my voice. That is not sick. That is, I've lost my voice, or I've got a cough, or I've got a chest infection. Sick is oh, vomiting. And just that misdescription threw me for then the following two presentations, the following week and the week after. It ruined my trip to Edinburgh, oh. and being in Manchester ruined being in Manchester, staying at Gary Neville's hotel. Sure. Where well, they put, what was it? Vimto. Uh, what was dip the dabs. they put in the fridge? Oh, uh, Space Invaders. What Space Invaders Classic. With my beautiful view fridge, of old... <laughs> That's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful view of old Trafford out of my window because they upgraded me to a stadium view, which I thought, what have I done wrong? So, you know... Because <laughs> you get to see old Trafford. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Punishment. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Then Christmas. Ooh. And then, you know, somebody went jet-setting halfway around the world for Christmas. This guy... I had a lovely, warm, sunny Christmas this year, and I don't feel like I missed out on anything back home, if I'm very honest. Um, I did not miss <laughs> the uh, festi- festivities of Christmas. I had a very nice time in Laos. I think um, you need to describe the photo. You said that I was on uh, Christmas Day. Okay, <laughs> so um, we were uh, doing a sunset cruise along the Mekong River, Sweet. and I uh, had a cocktail in hand. <laughs> with a very stere- stereotypical um, tourist Lao shirt with the elephant pattern on, you know the type. Um, and yeah, I was very relaxed, very happy. And uh, <laughs> I sent it to you, you guys. Smile. Which <laughs> it was lovely, it really popped me. It was great. Yeah. I love relaxing at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a child of many divorced parents, and so is my wife. So we end up having like four to start with, then all the siblings, everything else. So I think we ended up doing like eight Christmases this year. That's a lot. It? Two is enough. Yeah, you know? two is like enough. enough and, and that was a beauty of going away because you can just ignore all of that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's on the agenda for future years. Highly recommend it. Yeah, we've discussed it a few times. You haven't been away for Christmas? God, no. I don't think I'd be allowed. <laughs> no, I, I I like Christmas because I get to cook the Christmas lunch, and that's the highlight for me. I don't need any presents. Just let me cook Christmas lunch by myself. You know, Tax Junior gets involved and helps make the stuffing mixture and got awesome. quite bored doing yeah. I genuinely, that's why I enjoy cooking with her, because she makes a mess, and I go, yeah, it's fine. Cool. Whereas if Mrs. Tax is doing cooking... The outrage. You've spelt flour everywhere. She's six. Yeah, and true. to be honest, she's probably not the one who spilled the flour. <laughs> my, my wife did all the cooking this year. Oh, well done. I You're alive. I <laughs> did absolutely nothing. You have done well there. She doesn't usually cook, so this was lovely. Fantastic. <laughs> was and that was a change. Yeah, it was really quite good, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it's a nice change. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the things you were saying beforehand with the mint sauce... Did yeah. you have mint sauce at Christmas lunch? She did, yeah. She has mint sauce with everything. <laughs> I'm fucking let's add your shot mint sauce with it. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> but you know you know who didn't have mint sauce? The British Bulldog. As he main evented level. one night only. <laughs> oh, that was bad for you. Even. It's been a while. <laughs> Got to get back in the zone. So, well, do, do we do gifts? Oh, oh okay. let me do the thing. All right. So welcome to the last 
phase of our Brett versus Sean Road to Montreal series. We're on the home stretch, finally. <coughs> Sorry, probably not right. Uh, there's only 10 shows to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going in chronological order if we don't skip any. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we're going straight to Survivor Series now. So there's no more skipping. We're just like, boom, head first. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, when we said we'd start doing this, I didn't imagine it would spread us three calendar years sure. to do it. Because we started this in 2022. But tell me what said you guys. Uh, I think it was a was it a note or a voice note with a song, with the name of the show. Do you remember this? I don't remember this. <laughs> yes, I do, <laughs> and I was quite confused for a while. If I'm very honest, there's a lot of build up just to get to that one night only. Yeah, all about setups, <laughs> even if they take like half a year to get into the pod, <laughs> and it only pops us. Uh, and I, I was listening, and I was listening. What's going on here? And then <laughs> one night only. And I was oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was totally worth it. <laughs> so we're doing WF one night only perfect game. Uh, uh, blah 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 blah. We'll get to the details in a second. Uh, what, do you want to do presents first? Do you have I, presents first? I bought you both a little gift. Oh, Whoa. And it covers all sorts of um, celebrations. So obviously we had our friends uh, Tax Williams 40th birthday last year. Whoa. whoa. We've had <laughs> we've had Christmas hey. go by as well. Um, but also just... two, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what number was it? What number was it, Rich? Like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, are you a Kevin Smith fan? I know you're not. Are you a Kevin Smith fan? Have you seen more? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. 37 is quite a significant number. Okay. No, I... I don't remember. Oh, okay. Good is a prime number. There's, there's uh, a bloke who has uh, a girlfriend that brings him lasagna to work. Right. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. And they start talking about their relationship, and like previous partners and stuff. And she's like, 37. And he's like, what do you mean 37? He's like, I suck 37 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the joke. It's, I'm 37. So it's a significant <laughs> number in my existence at least. Well, anyway, let's be Anyway. <laughs> so, and also... We're the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I bought you a gift. Each. Oh, it's very kind of you. Um, and also just to say congratulations, congratulations on a uh, superb run with the uh, podcast. <laughs> six weeks in a row. Almost, yeah, yeah six, six weeks in a row. Absolutely. Um, uh, you started your first one back in 2018 as well as we did. a podcast. We did, yeah. Numbers, memories. And yeah, 2018. Uh, I looked up earlier. 2018, you did your first podcast. It's a fantastic run, both of you. It's fan- I really do enjoy listening to your pod. Um, and I just wanted to give you a, little, on. <laughs> <laughs> a little gift each. Six weeks in a row. Come on, gimmicks. Oh, so it's wrapped so... in tin foil. So oh. hopefully that doesn't gross you out. Thank but you very much. Right way do this will be Ooh, you just rip. Oh. Rip. <laughs> you want ASMR? Oh, yeah. I'm distracting. <gasps> Look at this. I'll vote for the backwards. So you so for me. I don't know if one of you would like to describe the oh gift. Oh my god! <laughs> so I have the WrestleMania 12 mm, Iron Man. Yep. That's so cool. Something for the new office to go up. You've got to tell me. Go on, describe like what's happening. How did you get these? Um, so I've actually bought um, a few of these myself of different posters. Uh, oh. And it's just off the chap off eBay who doesn't actually. That's so good. And um, I thought this is very appropriate. So it's WrestleMania 12. Um, it is the Iron Man match. You've got Shawn Michaels in the foreground and Bret Hart in the background. And the winged round. <laughs> <Wing. laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. It bloody well should be. Isn't Shawn Michaels a toe rag? 
Yeah, absolutely. Isn't we'll it? get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, this man. is what we're going to be doing for the next hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah uh, and the the title belt and the background it's as fun. well. Yeah. And yeah, and so. I saw this detail like the tears around and stuff. So it looks like it's like this. Oh, is yes. This oh, is incredible. So cool. Why is it that so both of you have given me better gifts than my entire family over birthday cigarettes? Because we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is incredible. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Oh, I can't I wait to put this up. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh, I totally made up by that. That's well, that's amazing. the end of the pod. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go and socialize. Genuinely, you guys have bought me my favorite gifts, I think. Like, these things like this actually mean something to me because it's stuff I care about. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, that's really cool. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Big, because I'm an Arlie boy as well. So, like, original artwork and things. Yeah. Like, yeah, Time to really make cool. that the thumbnail of this pod. Yeah, sure. I mean, it will be. It's quite cool artwork. <laughs> yeah, I click on it. You never know. <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> All right. So, we're doing one night only from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, no, the UK. Yeah, yeah, this is the Brit pod. So, uh, let me just get through a little details, then I'll set you off and you can start talking about it. Because you were there. <laughs> so, I was there. I was there in attendance with my uh, my dad. So cool. So WF, so cool. one night only, the 20th September 1997. Right? Just checking I got that right. I'm sure. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Birmingham, the West Midlands, the NEC Arena. Apparently there's around 11,000 people there, but we'll find out. Sell out. Yeah, cool. Sell out 11,000. Yeah. I mean, it's the UK. It always sells out, right? Yeah. Broadcast only in the UK and Canada. Interesting. I don't know that. And That's also true. only on the WWE Network. Uh, now. Oh, yeah. Sure, it will be. So, uh, Jerry Lord, Jim Ross, and Vince Man on commentary. Uh, I bought the VHS of this when I was like, I don't know, 15, something like that. Yeah. And so it's one of those first like British like VHSs I bought. Yeah. British is WF, you know, it's yeah. the British show. The silver, yeah. the silver Vision videos. Yeah. Which now they've stopped selling. They they've stopped doing DVDs Just as recently well. recently announced that they're closing down right yeah survivor okay. series was the last one they're going to release yep that was end of an era yeah absolutely yeah. they've ruined it digital media has killed something so <laughs> proud and enjoyable either that will go into blockbuster video sure. to get these silver vision yeah, things on higher a guy used to go to W.A. smiths and like look up the little oh, yeah. yeah the third unit yeah. they would have just over yeah oh, i used to love that the best yeah. yeah dreaming away which one to go buy and, yeah 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 fantastic and an ecw one like, yeah. <laughs> crap boy. what is this doing in here yeah. you don't the intrigue here. you need to go back with like um you know yeah. muffy the vampire so yeah <laughs> this is not what i'm here for so please tell me about the show man i want to know what was it like how did you get tickets like oh uh, well did you have to i actually do i do i do remember the process of getting a ticket so my dad bought them for us and um back in the day there's no internet really so he actually had phone the box office yeah. and we were sat on the bed um and he we had, for some reason had a phone next to his bed which i maybe was a normal thing back in the day i don't know yeah i remember my mom having a phone next to it yeah sure <laughs> so yeah so we sat there on my parents bed he's ringing the box office trying to get through i was so anxious that we weren't going to get tickets because this meant the world to me back then this is like this is the opportunity case in WWF. wwf um i would have been uh 97 12 i think it would have been oh, yeah yeah absolutely is is uh i was really in the depth of my uh wrestling fandom i think at that point yeah so this did really used to, like suspend your disbelief and like really yeah invest, it, it yeah. was and you know my my dad sort of played along to it as well he watched the old british wrestling and he was the one who introduced me to wrestling so he was very much integral to me getting into wrestling in the first place and um he 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 enjoyed watching it. I think he found it very different to the British style 
um, back in the day, yeah. but he still enjoyed the kind of pomp and circumstance of it. And I went to see a show in Birmingham with him in 1993 when Hogan was uh, back. And the main event was Yokozuna versus Hulk Hogan. Holy shit. <laughs> and I always That's remember my amazing, dad yeah. saying, I can't believe he managed to throw that big fat bloke out the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but he was totally kayfabe about it. And he, yeah. I, I, I sort of almost still believe that he believed it. Yeah, you know, sure, sure. I, I don't know. Maybe I think he's playing long, but man, it's, it's so the good. Same thing is like going to the theater or something. It's that, it's that investment of like, I can believe this. This is exciting. It's fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. he, he loved it as much as I did. Um, and he always supported my sort of fandom of it. So, yeah, so you get tickets for one night only and go and see my heroes at the time. And I was so into the Breton um, uh, Michael's feud at the time. And that was uh, fantastic to kind of see the part of that unravel. Um, and the audience there was insane on the night. The the atmosphere is brilliant. You can kind of tell watching it back. Yeah. yeah. They were into a l most things, weren't they? Yeah. Sure. Stuff that probably didn't deserve to be into, actually. Like, leave Looking the Patriot back. alone. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. But they were still vocal about things that they didn't like. What so even like Tiger Alley we'll Singh? We'll, I'm yeah. sure we'll get to it later, but Tiger Alley Singh, Singh was meant to be a face, right? Yeah. But they booed the shit out of him. <laughs> Racist <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> this moment, I have notes. Just like, I'm so proud to be British. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. It's entertaining, you know? And we were sat on the um, hard cam side as well. So we had quite a good view. Cool. Um, not you say hard, hard cam, like, do you mean opposite hard cam? We were hard on cam. the same side of hard cam. Oh, cool. So awesome. working so they're working us. towards yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which at the time I didn't really understand. If they had a good coach. Yeah. As long as they were working towards hard cam, if they had a good coach or a trainer. <laughs> um, I don't know if Tony kind of knows what the hard cam is. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, I spent many of our teaching people who worked to hard cam. <laughs> I know you did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was a bit of a stickler for that. Um, yeah, atmosphere is great. The, the crowd is awesome. Um, the ending, which I'm sure we'll get to, was a shock. Yeah. At the time. So. Like that just didn't happen, right? I remember watching the VHS as a kid and being like, is he ever gonna come out of this figure four? What's happening? And then yeah. it's like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and just touching on your point earlier about the um it wasn't released in the US, right? Correct. Yep. Do you know why that was storyline wise? Uh, so there it, was there was a story it was Shawn Michaels elements of it, was it? It was because it's a storyline, um, kayfabe. Yeah, uh because Brett was doing the anti-American gimmick at the time, yeah. there was a clause in his contract that that wasn't going to be broadcast in the US. <laughs> yes. That's great. Because that's, that's really obviously, if you've got a title change, you've got to acknowledge it on Raw the next night, don't you? Yeah, why is yeah. why Shawn Michael the first ever Grand Slam? That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so much history in this show, genuinely, for something that wasn't televised in the US. And the talent on the card, this, like, this set the bar. So when you had like Raw come over and do things like the Sheffield Hallam, like in the um, the early two thousands, you never got this level of superstar. You had Brett and Taker in the co-main. Yeah. I know, and I can't believe I was getting to see that live. Fantastic! I still appreciate that moment, yeah. and to see Owen performing as well yeah, in a yeah. with Vader as a well. Brilliant match! Yeah, like that is my sort of wrestling, as you know. That was storytelling one hundred and one, wasn't it? The, the slam match. That was the slam match from uh, uh, the the um, holiday camps. 
Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, like sure. Owen, I'm sure as a tribute to the holiday cards in the UK. I'm sure it was <laughs> the way he worked that much. And, and some fantastic. and some reviews of this show attribute this as Bret Hart's last great match. Interesting. Okay. Because if you think from wow, from ta- from Taker, he then goes to the screw job, and then other than getting speared and revealing the plate in WCW, what breathtaking matches did he have in WCW? There's one. We can't talk about it, though. Yeah. No, we can't talk about it. Now, can we? Because <laughs> no. it didn't happen. No, it's erased yeah. from, <laughs> our, from our memories, from our collective memories. But, but, but even then, though. Fucking great match. Well, it's back in the middle intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but but from, a, from a WWF style or a WWE style, that was Brett's last big main. Do you think it was better than the match at SummerSlam? Oh. I, I think it was better. And there might be like recency bias kicking I think, in. I think bell to bell it was better, generally. Yeah. The, the finish was not. Not was not. I think practically only 30 minutes I worked their absolute socks off. It's, I think, yeah. But that's because both of them probably said, look who's on in the main. Okay. So this brings up a really interesting... We'll just talk about it now because screw it. We'll get to the actual like order of things at some point. Um, <laughs> but... So, did either of you have the VHS for this? Yes. I think I still have it in my loft. Interesting. So, Mm. my one, it doesn't have Taker versus Brett. No. What? It's cut from the VHS. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, they cut that. Yeah. And someone asked me about this at work earlier, being like, so, why is it on the VHS? And I'm like, well, look who's in the mate. I'm convinced. No, no, absolutely. You're right. So, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Politics... He politicked his way into the main, but also made sure that that match was cut from future broadcasts. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be overshadowed. Over the years, yeah. yep. and Wasn't there meant to be someone else against Bulldog in the main at some point? I'm not sure about that one. I seem to remember it was meant to be someone like Triple H or something. Like, it's a distant vague memory. But aren't we supposed to have been building to Owen versus Bulldog for this whole run of episodes when they were falling out with Clarence Mason? I mean, the order of events that somehow we get to Bulldog versus Sean for the European Bell. And I'm going to say, Sean goes over. You're like, what the fuck? Why? Why is that happening? Because um, it wasn't featured on the poster either, was it? No, no. The, the match is just not mentioned. Yeah. Actually, I've got the poster here in front of me. Yeah. Um, and if you take a look, the matches are all over the place. You've got Undertaker versus Ahmed Johnson featured. And then Bret Hart versus I mean, Steve Austin. I the question about this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into this run, there's a really important question around that 97, and, you know, Bret and Sean and stuff. And it's, who's your favourite? Ahmed Johnson or Farouk? <laughs> <laughs> How many cues? That's the real story here. <laughs> that is the real story, you're right. Um, oh, man, how can I pick between them? Well, They're Farouk's so a real gangster. <laughs> Not like Ahmed Johnson. He's a real gangster. That's what he was saying last week. Well, last week. Like, <laughs> yeah. Three months ago. <laughs> like, you know I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, it's fine. I think genuinely, Farouk at the time was my, my uh, yeah. favorite. It's, it's really weird. If you listen to the crowd, they love Ahmed Johnson. Oh, he's over. <laughs> there, so, was, there was a so period, actually. He was super over. Yeah. And I did enjoy him at that point. And I thought he's, you know, a Mark kid. Of course, I'm going to get into that, aren't I? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Anyone who wears like tassels around their arms, yeah, yeah. yeah like Randy flashbacks and yeah, stuff. Of course, much. Yeah. Oh, is he cool? <laughs> is he yeah, yeah. Cool? Is I, he I, dangerous? <laughs> I did appreciate 
work race and all that sort of stuff back then or any particular skill you, you, you just say warrior mark yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I get you it. just came in and kicked ass that's cool you know that's enough for me <laughs> i never appreciated work rate my own in-ring career <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated mate yeah. <laughs> so things i'm always really interested in things i want to ask you about the show being there is it mm. like what did it feel like outside the venue did it feel like a real special event or did it feel like you were kind of cordoned off into little cues or was it like an atmosphere how did it feel no, it felt, um, there was good atmosphere actually. Yeah. It was uh, almost, it was it, mostly families. So I think that kind of gave it a nice vibe as a kid at the time. It wasn't, I think crowds and audiences have changed over the years. Probably the demographic has changed more to probably our age and interest. Oh, you now, mean pricks it? that go to programs? <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Quite vocal, quite into making it about themselves. And probably stuff. Very which, in progress now. I'm commentating you know, again. Sure. Um, <laughs> But then it was still, I think, quite family orientated, and um, it gave it quite a nice vibe. Good, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, you want the experience as a kid. You want to go there and have a fun time. I didn't yeah. feel like intimidated by groups of people or anything. Everyone's just yeah. there to have a nice time, Good. and Good. yeah, it was, it's just really it's nice atmosphere. And people had their signs and stuff like yeah. that. So I made a British bulldog sign. Yes, I was going to say that's one of the questions. Yeah, I, was I, I made a British bulldog. Uh, I think I cut out a picture of the British bulldog <laughs> from a WWF magazine. Well, Pasted onto a bit of neon cardboard or something yeah. and wrote British Bulldog. He's very going to win whether he wants to or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I lost it. No. I was gutted. Yeah. So um, I, right towards the end of the show, I wanted to take it home, you know, keep it as a little memento. Um, but it managed to fall down between my seat. Oh, no. And actually went down through the, um, I don't know what you call them, like, tiered seating yeah and the chairs the chairs <laughs> yeah thanks rich That's right. <laughs> cheers for the cue man um and we uh as we were leaving i could actually see the sign just above me but it's like, oh, caught, no. it's like caught up in <laughs> it's caught up in netting <laughs> and oh, it, it, yeah so got it yeah, yeah um how about you what's your first show my first show yeah I genuinely, I didn't get to go to WWE until I bought it on my own dollar, which was WWE at the Sheffield Hallam in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Sure. Which I believe was, it was a smack, it was a raw that was just after Eddie Guerrero died. So we got all the uh, the Survivor Series build yeah. after that. So we got a lot more for our money than we, we need. We would have got, I think, for a standard WWF show at the time. Yeah. Um, and then I went to a couple of bits at, at the O2 from a WWE standpoint. But my favourite was just seeing washed up WWE stars at the Stewart Centre in Ashford. Hello to Tunker. I was going to say, did you do like uh, like indie shows as a kid or something? Like yeah, I, only Hamelock like stuff. Or Hamelock? All, all Star and Hamelock, yeah. yeah. Uh, were um, the, the uh, little indies that I went to before I became educated as I got older. Because you grew up in the South like me. Did you grow yeah. up in the North? No, I grew up in uh, Southwest. Oh, I didn't know. Wiltshire. That. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you've got a little bit of the twang still. I do, yeah. Occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. So so was it just the fact that it was just WF in anywhere in the UK you had gone to or like, has you got connection to Birmingham or anything like that? Not particularly. I think it's quite easy to get to from Swindon. So only took cool. get on motorway two and, and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, two hours if that. Yeah. yeah, sweet. My first was uh Capital Carnage. Yeah. Which was great because it's the one with Jackie's boobs. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there with my yeah. sister and my mom. I just like it's a bit <laughs> awkward, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's fun times. So doing one night, I almost said one night stand. That's the ECW one. One night only. 
Uh, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. So the presentation on the um, the network, it definitely feels a bit bootleg compared to WF's other production during this run because it's like, you know, it's the British production, I would say. Yeah, and during the Godwins match, you had the uh, damage to the tape as well because there was some flickering Ooh, was and so slightly like uh, sort of blue squares just coming up across the Godwins in the corner. And not for censoring, it's just old footage but it's even like sean's pyro is a bit like the beast on the pyro oh yeah had just kind of in the background yeah it's all a bit shoddy isn't it yeah. like um vince opens a show by blowing out the microphone doesn't he with his yeah that's one of my favorite bits <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally vince is so excited um blah 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 so there's a whole davy boy package and stuff but as we get into it yeah you know vince welcomes us to the show immediately blows out his mic and he's just so excited to be here. I think he loves the crowd and the way that the British crowd responds. I'm special about it. He did seem happy to be there, didn't he? Delighted like to be Sam away from Linda. Well, on this one of the European tours, you know, he's probably like sniffing stuff off the couch in the back. I was having a delightful time. Sonny's here. Hey. Absolutely. So, God, what else we got? So, we've got, um, we've got this very English voice that says, this is the sports presentation by Sky Box Office. That sounded like Alfred Hayes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's almost like someone doing an Alfred Hayes impression. Yeah. It's nice that they still include that in the presentation. Yeah. yeah. Box Office, Sky Box Office. That was very nostalgic for me yeah. to see that. Absolutely. When Sky was free. Yeah. Mm. We get a Davy Boy video package to open. Uh, few highlights he's english he won at wembley stadium in 92 he's the first eu champ as we refer to him uh, he will defend the title the country and a young boy's dreams thank you so does jerry lawler <laughs> and later which i'm sure we'll get to but he also dedicates the match to his cancer ridden <clears throat> cancer ridden um sister yes yeah. so what could go wrong yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> i have very similar jokes this <laughs> So uh, we've got uh, sparkly whooshbang pyro. There's tons of it. They've got siege towers and scaffolding, yeoman wardens, the beef eaters. Got Union Jack banners. There's Vince Welcome to say It's great. They've really gone all out on the staging. And stuff, I looked, so. It looked really impressive. And again, like you said, it's, you know, they've hired a ring from somewhere because they haven't like, sailed that over or flown that over from anywhere. Do you, I know, do, you know, do you know what I really like about going to uh, live WWF events? At least when I was a kid anyway is the um the uniqueness of getting a, a an american ring announcer talking to you and kind of yeah. getting to hear what you hear on tv in real life <laughs> and kind scary. of yeah <laughs> so anyway we got a german ring announcer is that how he was carsten schaefer i think his name was yeah he was I a german chap the yeah. longest running commentator in wwe ever for 30 years he did german commentary until he was released during the pandemic in 2020 <laughs> yes 30 years uh, really yeah. yeah wow okay because i'm trying to work out who this guy is introing everyone yeah if you ever listened because now the network when since they've updated it and it defaults to spanish after all our jokes saying oh. it's brilliant better to listen to the, the watch the network in spanish we don't listen to michael cole uh, if you listen to the german the same issue right yeah it just defaults to spanish yeah, he's going to spanish it's terrible the other thing i've noticed recently right and i don't know if it's linked but my watch list or continue to watch list it's got all sorts of stuff which i haven't watched so i don't know if someone is hacked into my account <laughs> yeah. and is having a lovely time watching 
old episodes of SmackDown and Raw. So <laughs> sounds like me with his account. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I pick my own, obviously. Uh, so the opening match is Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Dude Love. What an opener! Yeah, seriously though, fantastic, outstanding. Uh, we get it's a dudeless. Yeah, we get a pre-match promo. England, in it? Um, uh, the ring announcer. I've got to know about uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, Vince calls it. Uh, sorry, it's been a while since I watched this show. I did rewatch it earlier. I'm just checking my notes. <laughs> this is a little takeoff there of Austin Powers, into referring to um, Dude Love, really- basically doing like Mike Myers because at the time, um, was it Spy Shag Me? Uh, came out around that time. It's one of the Austin Powers movies. Yes, but he's doing that gimmick. Um, they they kind of fall into a lockup and off they go. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm. But because we're in England. We get, I probably should have prepped you for this bit, but the That's actually in my notes as well. You can tell in yeah, in, in an English show because you've got the air horns, right? Yeah, yeah. There were no air horns at AEW though, were there? Just twats from St. Helens. <laughs> well, yeah, we had that issue. I think, have air horns gone away now? Is that, are they banned so. or something? Because you don't hear them anymore, do you? I'm quite happy. <laughs> I think people I'm not should. complaining I'm not complaining I think we should bring back the Vuvuzela because oh, that's God. not annoying at football oh, stadiums oh, so oh, terrible God I could watch it in the end mute it <laughs> um, yeah that's a good idea <laughs> um, so yeah there's, there's things like when Foley's doing Triple H doing spots in the corners the air horn's going Mar, Mar, as they're doing chops <laughs> I'm like okay maybe a little bit too much <laughs> you know like it's, it's fun as to the atmosphere to start with but when you're like three hours in like, okay, boys, that's enough with the air horns now, please. I think this is the reason why, again, I know we said this as we um, we left Wembley uh, last year. We're like, yeah, going to go and watch more wrestling. And as time went on on that drive, we were both like, actually, people ruin wrestling. Maybe, yeah. maybe we won't. <laughs> we were so excited. And uh, hopefully it'll be different the next time show we go. So, boys, this is going to be fun because we're all going to Wembley next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have nicer people around us because, yeah, we had an experience. Mm. Also, also but, sure. but Hill Big Man and his girlfriend were still the highlight of me for this entire Wembley show. Yeah. Did you catch a little bit of this pod we did? I did, yeah. I, I, yeah okay. I heard the experience you oh, had. Red shirt, heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 binds in. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I think that might be enough now, boys. Yeah. Um, I think Triple H is my favorite heel of all time. That's a big statement. That shocked us into silence, didn't it? Is. it actually? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of I, all time, I love him in '97. Well, he's very good, actually. I think he's an underrated worker. So, what I really liked was a nice little touch later on in the match when he cowers away from the referee. Yeah. And he cowers away all the way out of the ring, yeah. and he kind of climbs through the ring ropes to get yeah. to China. <laughs> little moments for me that just made Triple H the very best. He was great. Yeah. I mean, if you look back like WWE from the Attitude Era, even to now, and you look at what dastardly heel has done bad things, other than, where to, Stephanie? <laughs> and that was hilarious, rather than, you know, he's about to have sex with the boss's daughter in a limo. <laughs> Is that the implication? Yes, consensual. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Is that just where you're like, 40-year-old brain went? For, for about 20, they're very old. <laughs> but... You look back at like Triple H stuff, the weddings, the sledgehammer attacks, sure. basically running heel shit for 2002 and ruining Scott Steiner's return. 
shitting over Goldberg, which was the right decision because Goldberg was only on one year contract. Every, yeah, I can't think of anyone who's done more heel stuff. Yeah, I think I was thinking other than Chris Jericho. Of, well, uh, I think you're more in terms of like in ring. You know how like Brett is the absolute master of telling a story in most yeah. of that foresight. Yeah, like he's the man. Like you can kind of like Brian Danielson is pretty damn amazing at it as well, whereby you kind of feel a crowd, and I'm sure you both experienced this in the ring and such. Whereby, like you know, that crowd doesn't want hard hitting action that night; they want something more entertaining, more flowing, or they do want the hard hitting action, or they want the silly comedy spots, whatever they respond to. I always find the Triple H, Brett, people like that are just the absolute masters of that craft. Mm. Which is a real shame that Brett would only give him a four out of ten. Oh, is that a thing? That's the, that's the big quote from Brett. You know, Triple H, I'd only give him a four out of ten, but I assume that is based on who he's associated with. Yeah, it could well be. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Yeah, so like, You know, if you're in two armies and you're not going to be like, oh, the opposition's great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a few guys up. But, you know, Brett sent me a cameo for my birthday, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. also talk about this. So do you want to talk about the process? Oh, because... well, um, my wife said, I would like Rich's number, and I was like, "I've seen, I've seen movie, I've seen movies of how this starts." <laughs> so I'm not overly keen for this to happen. So I got a text that said, "Thinking about getting tax something," but I'm sorry, I almost broke away. <laughs> uh, like uh, cameo thing, birthday and stuff. And then like there was a few options on the table, and I was like, "All very expensive, and not really people you're going to care about too much." No. So I went down the list trying to find like the cheapest one that was like funny or probably Danhausen would have been on there for about thirty quid. Uh, he was on the list for sure. Yeah. But the one I found that I was like, oh, that could be the goer was Vince Russo. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, at least that's funny, you know what I mean. <laughs> but then your know, missus came back to me with, oh, I found Brett, and I was like, sweet, yeah, cool, man. job done. Vince Russo follows me on X, formerly known as Twitter. So with the Brett thing, right? The Gabriel, yeah. when you showed it to me, I was like, oh my shit, it's actually been really nice, done lovely things, like all the power to Brett in the world. He could have put a jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dress for so it, Brett. Sonny's, you know what I mean? Like, you're Brett Hart, for fuck's sake. Oh, uh, yeah, you've got to go, go full on Brett Hart. Yeah. Leather jacket. Hey, you just cut mm. a promo for them. Like, yeah. do nah. the gimmick, right? Like, <laughs> No, because we're friends. He said he knew all about me on my birthday, that I'm a good parent and husband, apparently. Sure. He wasn't paid to say that. He said that from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Meant every word. No, it was very nice. It was very sweet, actually. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Excellent gift. Not as good as the gift that Matt gave me or the dice you gave me. But sure, sure, sure. My wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Although I made that mistake when we did a food podcast. And I think at one point I said, she'll never listen to this. And I went into the kitchen one day. She's listening to it. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. What did I Which say? Which episode? And it was that one. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm just falling apart, excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, do love with the sweet shin music, uh, double yes. arm DDT. <laughs> love it. One, two, China in for the distraction. Boom. Do turns around. Pedigree for the one, two, three. And you are winner. It's Triple H. Great match. I love what? the fact that Dude Love um, works his gimmick yeah. in the ring. Absolutely. He actually changed his style of wrestling to suit the gimmick he's doing. Yeah, sure. But he's so good at it. He becomes more technical when he's dude love. Yeah. You know, and the, the way he moves around the ring, he's strutting and he's, he's certainly more flamboyant. Flamboyant. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he does it so well. Love it. It's a fantastic worker. So during this match, Lawler has a few King's English isms. 
Oh, let's go through these. Yeah, <laughs> please do. So awful. <laughs> he's a bug. Yeah. Would you like to translate some of these for us? Bug. He's from Trapdoor. <laughs> <laughs> a silly person. Yeah, I guess I say. Yeah. He's a real pillock. Pillock. Yeah. Um. Again, stupid person, isn't it? Really, I think. It's not super silly. Yeah. 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 Um. Starts to lose it a little bit. Ben is a nine bob note. My brother. <laughs> not in this context <laughs> yeah that's an odd one isn't it, it it's uh, does it criminal almost yeah shady yeah. shady dodgy yeah. dodgy yeah. geezer he starts to lose it a little bit when he describes Savio is a plunker plunker I picked up on this yeah was he trying to say plunker no that's that's the technical name for people who pay kaplunk <laughs> he's really good at kaplunk he's, he's a plunker really, he's yeah. a plunk world champion <laughs> yeah. uh, he saw Vince with a 20 stone slapper oh yeah We've all that's been good translation please boys uh, slapper is a promiscuous woman <laughs> 20 stone Large. a very heavy <laughs> promiscuous woman yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Uh, uh, more to, more of her to love. Yeah, there we go. You throw, yeah, we've got lots of Americans listening to this. This is productive. This is helping if they watch it one day. <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll go. We have Connie Slang thrown in there, but he also says um, to be Vader, you'll got you've got to go through the full Monty. Way a movie. Yeah. Didn't he say I love it when he goes to full Monty or something like that? Clearly not understanding what that means. Nah, no fucking true. full Monty to us would mean to strip naked, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, there's a whole film about it. I think you could go like, oh, I've thrown the full Monty at the table or whatever. You or yeah, all your yeah, yeah you've kind of gone all in. Yeah, but I think because of the film, that we, yeah. it's quite a famous Absolutely. British film. He's using it as someone's uh, taking the piss. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or slang, yeah. if you like, the man from Del Monte. You dress up. He's gone the full Monty. <laughs> he says yes. Uh, we then cut outside to some vox pops from lovely English people. Uh, I'm going to play these. Shawn Michaels is nothing. He might be fast, he might be talented. But head in the cell, he's going to go down to the Undertaker tonight. The Bulldog's going to take yeah, him out. Whatever. He's the English, the English man. He's going to take him out. Shawn Michaels! Bulldog, all the way. Yeah, well, we've not had many good things come out of Britain. Frank Bruno, then rubbish. I think Bulldog's going to win because he's the best ever. Bulldog! 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 Sean, definitely, because it's just better. Sean Michaels is going away. He is the man. Bulldog rules. Sean Michaels, what has he done in the past year except whine and moan about the fact that he lost his title? Oh, I'm first Bulldog. Sean's going to hurt the subject. It's going to one, two, three. Bulldog. Bulldog. Sean Michaels, because he's the best. The British Bulldog is just going to kill him. He's got all the fans behind him. Sean Michaels. But the British Bulldog should do it because he's never lost at aim, but I like Shawn Michaels better. British Bulldog. So Shawn Michaels is nothing. The Bulldog is going to take him out. Not many good things come out of Britain. Frank Bruno, rubbish. Okay. Uh, Bulldog rules. What has Shawn done but whine and moan? Fact. fact. Absolutely fact. True. Yeah. Bulldog is going to kill him. Maybe a little bit extreme. No. Brexit. <laughs> Bulldog has never lost at home. Maybe not. I'm trying to think. Has he? I don't think he has. No. He's actually not the big one. Because this was the time where your hometown heroes would win. Generally, yeah, that was the case. We're now, we're now in this stage where if you're a face and you're in your hometown, you will lose because it gets a better reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Do you think it's a bit weird that some of these British kids are like, yeah, Sean's all right? No, they're pricks and they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, can I can I defend those kids? 
Because actually, as a kid, I did like Shawn Michaels. Don't like this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was a well. He was he was pitched as the face that the Americans did not like. I yeah. so I really liked Brett's heel run at this point, and I love Shawn as well. Interesting. I, I really did. Like genuinely, I really did. Okay. Sean was kind of because I was quite a shy kid at school, and he was obviously very flamboyant yeah, sure, and sure. out there. Did you ever want like sunglasses with the, the lift up flaps? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As many a time as a kid, I'd prance about in the living room, <laughs> pretend to be HBK, sexy boy, doing the, the old pose and things yeah. like that, reflective like sparkles. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. I'm not ashamed of it, but I, 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 you know, I did. I genuinely really love Shawn Michaels back in the day. Oh, However, that's, kind of, that, that's your outfit decided for when we go to AEW. You're going to be dressing up as Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and, you know, as I get older and I've realised he wasn't quite the person I thought he may have been. I obviously sure. understood the character, but I didn't understand what was going on backstage at the time. And certainly your podcast has uh, highlighted what a complete O-rag he was. Sure. <laughs> at that time. At that time. Um, element of 97. It was kind of cool to be a bit naughty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sean's in that vein, for sure. He's a naughty boy. He says things he, he's not meant to say. Exactly. And I think that's what I liked. I liked the controversy. Yeah. 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 And I've heard from Bishop, that creates cash. It does indeed. Yeah. But we're all kids of that time period. Yeah. We would like to be a DX and be like, we're a shocker. <laughs> 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 Nowadays you look back and you're like, oof. <laughs> I wonder why I had no friends at school. Suck it! <laughs> Favorite band, ninety-seven. Favorite band. Yeah. Or, uh, I say late nineties. Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Pumpkins and Nirvana. Yeah. Corner Biscuit. Nice. Yeah. I didn't get into them a little bit later. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Late nineties, early noughties. Chocolate Starfish was the introduction to Limp Bizkit for me. I'd, I'd heard break funny story so, about this. So I. <laughs> yes, that's the best part of the book. <laughs> was. Big, big Limp Bizkit kid. Uh, They're playing uh, down the road in June, by the way. Nice. Out of Dreamland. Well, they really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, amazing. They're probably already sold out though, right? <laughs> nope. No? No, because with Limp Bizkit and a booking fee, you need a small kidney. Yeah, it's not 2001 anymore. <laughs> oh, Limp man. To okay. <laughs> but in a way, I'm thinking, the weather's good. I can hear it in my garden. Or around you'll say the story. Are we just going to talk about tickets? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Rich. <laughs> I feel like we've overshadowed it now. It's not even funny. So uh, basically, it came down to, uh, I, I love significant other. I played it endlessly. And like, you know, I wouldn't play it to my dad. But like, you know, he'd know it was there. Be heard occasionally. And, uh, you know, I went to uh, Tesco's, my dad, on the way home. Like, you know, parents, divorced parents and stuff. But going to my dad's for the weekend. Asked the Newland Biscuit album, amazing. Get the CD, put it in the car. Our journey with my dad. Fuck this, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> my dad's like, this is not for you, boy. <laughs> well, if I say fuck two more times, that's 46 plus. This fucked up rhyme. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, what's this album called? And I'm like, chocolate selfish, not a flavor water. Mm. He's like, what does that mean then? And I'm like, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I likes those Milky Way magic stars. Yeah. And he likes to keep the brine from hot dogs. Yeah. Fred Durst is nothing but resourceful and doesn't like food waste. Yeah. I think my dad's a bit smaller than me. I think he worked it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's my story. <laughs> and uh, they are also WWF's favorite band, Limbiscuit. Yeah. Their favorite song, Crack Addict, from back at that WrestleMania. Yeah. Weird one. Great song. <laughs> Got some good promos out of them, though. But that was after Wes Borland had left. So they had, what was um, 
Thingy Cox, who uh, took Mike. over. Mike Cox. <laughs> Damn it, you've got me. <laughs> Sorry, I can help it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Sonny. Sonny's here. Is here. Sonny's here. Ring announcing. She does a little strip tease on her way to the ring because it's nice. I bet she does that in the where she's right now. Oh, dear. Isn't it a shame? Oh. Just remember, kids, if you listen to this, don't go for the pretty girls in school because they'll end up killing someone. I thought you were going to say don't do drugs. Also, don't do, do drugs. Yeah. yeah. No, don't go for the pretty girls. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably can't get her. Well, factual. But we've had this discussion. There's two types of ladies go to wrestling. Sonny introduces. Just give it a bit, boys. Let it breathe. Leave Cassidy versus Tiger Ali Singh with Tiger Jeets. Al Snow is still in his rocker's gear. It's been two fucking years, boys. He's Leaf Cassidy. Two fucking years since Marty's gone. Is it really by this point? Yes. Yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't two it? Two years. And he's still rocking he's still the rockers. still wearing the rocker's gear. What is Al Snow's problem? <laughs> he's shrewd. He's learned from Foley. Don't spend money. Be thrifty. He found the gear. Just going to use it. He's such but a dweeb. He's also in ECW at this point, isn't he? Uh, I think there's a gap, and then he jumps too. Yeah, I think. No, I'm sure he's still work. He's He's currently he's currently doing both. Because this this would impart the agreement that Tony's the bit we skipped was the ECW WWF. So he's got the gimmick. Yeah, he's doing. He's he's already else no. ECW. No, he's the worst. Yeah, literally my most hated wrestler of all time. I think. Really? Yeah. Why? shit okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so there was I, i've told this on the pod before but i'll briefly say it so there was a thing where you know al snow is a teacher yeah just for the real the pod i did bunny years as i said teacher um well as in a coach co- yeah yeah coach. yeah you're a real coach you know what this is about i've been also in the netflix documentary i've started watching it yeah it's quite hard to get through is this some al snow documentary yep oh it's, it's about, um, about ODW. ODW. okay and harley rude harley Jay. Yeah, she gets a lot of focus, doesn't she? Mm. I don't really don't, don't do drugs, kids. Oh, well, she's it's, a. It's not. It's not old o- OVW. It's current W o- OVW. Oh, I'm less interested. Yeah, it's okay, isn't it? It passes the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've got the balls to be like, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I watched it's, two it's episodes. Pro- it's proper okay, fairground okay. stuff. Is it on the network or like TV? Or? Oh no, on, ne- on, Netflix. on Netflix. Okay. Wow. Really. And it was very it's popular. popular Fucking po- anything nowadays. <laughs> but it, it was really popular. And I think okay. it's got a second series. All right, I don't know cool. how they're going to get a second series out of it. But that's really, I, I found it quite underwhelming. I mm. But then maybe I suppose if you've got an inside line on the wrestling business anyway, you might find it a bit like, nah. With that, with that and Glow, they're like, wrestling. Wrestling's what it is. Yeah, but that's thing. Glow was good. And then they cancelled it because of the pandemic because they ran out of budget. I don't think it was making much money. And Chavo Guerrero was involved. So of course it's going to be shit. <laughs> Even though it was really good. Al Snow gave a speech that I once watched where he was talking, he had a bunch of kids in front of him and he went, what's my finish? What's Al Snow's finish? The snowplow. Snowplow. Yeah, and he goes, no, it's not. I'm so smart. Listen to my great advice. This is Al Snow. He talks like a cotton geezer. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, my finish isn't the snowplow. I hit them with the head and I pinned them. You're like, wouldn't a better way to teach that be like, when we use the word finish in wrestling, we don't just mean the maneuver. We mean how we get to the end of the match and what we do at the end of the match. Yeah. But he's not a good teacher. He's an awful teacher. 
Yeah. And so I, I, have, I have problems with that. And uh, this leads me to my favorite Al Snow quote of all time. I do have to find it, though, so give me two seconds. While you do that, I'll just go, Al Snow's training methods remind me very much of Marty Jones' training methods. He's a prick, but he knows people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. You know KFA commentaries? Yes. You know this? It's like a shoot series? No. Okay, so it's like a shoot series. They interview people and they shoot for like two, three hours. They tell real questions. One of my favorite segments they do sometimes is they'll have fans sending questions. And no matter how bad the questions are, they will read them to you. <laughs> okay. okay, sounds fun. Sometimes it's like really fun. Sometimes it's like, I'm not sure you should have read that one out, but this one is fucking genius, okay? So what's his name? Neville Southall from Merseyside sends Al a question. Al, you've been quoted as saying, a good match is one that draws the most money. So by your own very own logic, is it fair to say you have never had a good match in your entire career? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's great. <laughs> and what was his response? Uh, I think he stared blankly at the camera. Wait, let's move on. <laughs> because, I mean, he's factually correct. He can't argue with that, can he? No, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely Big Neville Southall drew at Everton, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, Leif But hey, but who do you prefer, Leif Cassidy <laughs> or Tiger Ali Singh? The next big thing. Well, Tiger Ali Singh. This is, I believe, it's his Dunbar debut, isn't it? He's been. He's been on show. He's been on shows for vignettes. He's been on shows for interviews. Because remember, we had the signing yeah. one of the previous episodes on our podcast, which you can still listen to on our archives. Whatabestpodcast.com. This is his first match on the podcast. Yeah, that counts. He is announced as from Toronto, Canada. He's a proud Cana- an Indian Canadian. It's Indian Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, he has stripper trousers. Gimmick. He's drug free. He's the messiah. He needs your support, though. I always knew where Punk got his gimmick from. He even name-checks the Canadian fans. Yeah, because he's trying to cut a babyface promo, isn't he? I have no idea. I think. <laughs> I'm trying to work it out as I watch it. Stay in school, kids. Don't take drugs. Yeah, I think he is trying to be genuinely yeah. a babyface. Clean-cut babyface Tiger yeah. Ali Singh. But I think it's just on the cusp where that wasn't going to wash anymore, that yeah. kind of gimmick. But his dad then grabs the mic and cuts a promo in a different language. Yeah. Which is a straight heel maneuver, right? Yeah. yeah. Because he, he said, I'm a proud Indian Canadian, right? Yeah. yeah. And Birmingham booed the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We only want Indian people here, not Indian Canadian people. Yeah. Strange Which scenario. It's really, really odd, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a good promo, anyway. It was it? terrible. But yes. on the plus point, he then went off and managed D'Lo Brown and. Chaz from Headbangers when they all wore those really inappropriate um, turbans. Oh, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about that. Graceful moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Try searching on the new search function on the network. You'll never find it either. <laughs> uh, these lads do a wrestle. King says some racist shit about Tiger Jeet Singh. Awful. Yeah, really bad. Uh, the commentators do not give a single fuck and neither do the crowd. The Al Snow fan Q&A questions, which I went over. I'm just reading out my notes now. Uh, Tiger jumps off the top. Bulldog swell for the one, two, three. That, in fairness, the execution of that bulldog was really nice. I've got that in my notes. Yeah. It, it was, was a lovely bulldog. Beautiful yeah. finish. I think Al Snow took it like a champ, to be fair, to yeah. him. Seceded by Vince going, it's the tiger bomb. And yeah. I'm like, fucking is yeah. uh, 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 It's not a tiger bomb. Exactly. Um, did you pick up on JR giving uh, Vince some shit during the commentary? Yeah. On this? Yeah, it was great. Because <laughs> Vince said something along the lines of um, he's taken a page out of his... Uh, father's footsteps yeah <laughs> holy shit <laughs> and chair said oh um 
says something like, uh, is he uh, walking in his father's book? JL's got some balls around this time. He has. He has. Other than King's racism, the three of them have been a delight on commentary. And they were genuinely not offensive. Well, obviously, the King was offensive what he said. But together again as a trio, quite pleasant on me. It seemed like they're enjoying themselves. They had a lovely time. Vitamin Man was genuinely laughing half of the time. He was. You've run out. I thought you said you've run out of Britishisms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) Like, I'm not a big Vince fan as a person. As a commentator, though. Awesome. He's the man. He knows what's happening. He knows what to get over. He knows how to do it. He's got enough catchphrases that it's fun. What a maneuver! You know, he he, he overanalyzes at times, but not like to Matt Stryker levels. I don't see why they fired Matt Riddle. Oh, fuck off, Matt Stryker. They fired Matt Riddle Riddle, because he's a cunt. (laughs) Uh, Vince is just the best thing ever. He is. Just saying, unbelievable! It's so much fun. What a debacle. Yeah, and his and fake I, laugh as well. <laughs> but it's it's what you would want as a wrestler for that soundbite yeah. for your for your match because he built those catchphrases up. And again, I'm I'm always of it's Heenan and Gorilla as one and two. Vince is three. Mm, not. No? But, uh, you didn't like Heenan and Gorilla? Uh, I, I love Heenan. Mm-hmm. Gorilla is fine. I think they came as a package that's in my mind at least they yeah. always came together and i think that i can't separate i think that. i need to do more gold yeah. he knew sure. when he was in wcw of tanay or shivani and bishop it wasn't the same no the whole as you said it's the package deal it was literally they are a tag team gorilla and heenan had genuine chemistry together and all the stuff they did on like a uh, uh, primetime wrestling were like the stuff by the pool and the stuff in the studio as well it's like yeah. for me that's that's core wrestling memory and i will always go and so then it's those two vince jr and Heyman, and then controversial everyone else um heenan and gorilla were genuinely good friends as well and yeah and do you, you remember when heenan left raw is oh, gorilla yeah. who kicked him out yeah yeah and there's actually quite an emotional moment yeah i'm oh, sure yeah. yeah i remember that moment because he was going to wcw wasn't he he was he's off to wcw they kicked him out on raw, kicked him out on raw and yeah. gorilla's part of the storyline of the he's kicking them out essentially yeah, yeah, but sure. it's wonderfully done and you could tell that between the two of them that's what they wanted to do and that's how they wanted him to go out yeah that's <laughs> great so yeah flashback to ground zero austin helps headbangers be owen and bulldog headbangers are the new tag team champions kind of skipped over this bit since so worth noting yeah but yeah, all, all power to him i love the headbangers in this period i think they're really really fun great gimmick something different yeah. super over with the crowd as well yeah absolutely well that's when you're going against uh gangland's favorites los barricuas los barracudas <laughs> and sabio vega uh sunny is uh i'm trying not to use the word slutting it up but i'm going with it on the ramp as they're walking yeah out. she's looking for a bit of extra camera time there isn't she yeah, yeah. as they're making their engine sunny is still there yeah, trying to get yeah. the crowd and getting her shit in you're like yeah okay fair enough well chris candido sitting there at home going yeah fuck uh i have only a few notes about this match uh the boys love a head and or arm lock work smart or hard brother uh Mosh does a frankensteiner off the top though <laughs> yeah. like pulls it out of nowhere almost in this match yeah yeah uh, a very enjoyable tag match yeah, samuel vega's really good at wrestling it's a little house showy 
It was it was a pain by numbers tag match. Yeah, which I don't mind actually. It's good. Got the hot tag in there. If Very... you do tag team wrestling right, it's the best form of wrestling. Yep. Bit of a wobbly power bomb and a giant whoopsie off the top by Mosh for the one, two, three, and the champs obviously retain and everything. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, we can't, we can't have too many belt changes for a non-televised show. Yeah, sure, exactly, yeah. Good solid tag match. However, there's also another tag match, which is pretty much the same format later on in the show. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, ooh, how many tag matches this period weren't the same format? That's true. It was very much, that was what you got with tag team wrestling, wasn't it? Yeah. Which, I don't mind. Yeah, but when it's more than one on each show, and that's <laughs> a lot, isn't it? Yeah, but the other ones were a bit more hurty. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. A um, little bit of commentary. Uh, something that happened on commentary. <laughs> I've forgotten how to form sentences. We were following. Don't worry. It's okay. That's <laughs> what we do here. We stumble over all sorts of um, Don't worry. It's fine. JL mentioned that Savio had a background in martial arts. And I was wondering, um, didn't Quang also have a background <laughs> in martial arts? <laughs> it's a yeah, bizarre coincidence. Yeah, bizarre. Strange one, that one. Not a big goose, Krang from the Turtles, who was just a brain in a body. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Genuinely, one of my favourite kind of villain characters. Well, Krang. Yeah, Krang's awesome. Also with the great voice of Slender, fetch me my body! I do love it. Yeah. I wonder who did that voice. Really good. Yeah. Voice? Uh, backstage interview with Bulldog. His sister will be here. She's been battling cancer. He's dedicating. I have some awful jokes I'm not going to read out. He's dedicating the match to his sister, Tracy. His mum and his dad are going to be here. His brother is bodybuilding trainer. One of these things does not fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, someone's got to supply the juice. Yeah. That was an old thing. addition, wasn't it? Oh, and then he was also like, I, to keep up with Shawn Michaels, I've dropped uh, two stone, which to Americans is 28 pounds. Yeah. And I was like, what? In the toilet? I mean, that's the crack cocaine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would love to do that. Bulldog was notoriously heavy. Yes, and he looked like he was heavy into drugs at this time as well, didn't he, during that promo? He's almost drooling into the camera at times. Yes. It's, it's a bit concerning as an adult watching it back. Yes. As a kid, it's like, oh, he's so ready to go. He's the man. He's right into the goose. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, he's just awesome. I love him. But like, yeah, as an adult watching this back and knowing where it goes, like he says, this is the biggest night of my career. You're like, dude, th- there's quite a lot of elements in this show, which is actually quite sad. Knowing where it's heading as well, sure, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of nostalgia for this show, for me, obviously being there, but actually knowing where all this heads, yeah. it's actually quite hard to watch some of it. You can see the, why they're saying the things they're saying, what they're doing, and he's the hometown hero, and they've got all his family, his friends, his bodybuilding trainer. <laughs> yeah, of course, standard. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I don't think you can have, the guy who won the Intercontinental Belt one of the greatest matches of all time at SummerSlam in 92 be like, this is the greatest of my night in Birmingham at a house show. <laughs> you know? But yeah, but it's, yeah. His, it's his hometown rather than London. It's Manchester. Doesn't matter, it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, it, it's wrestling. This is the greatest night. You can't go back and go, Mania 17 is the best main of all time, so we're not going to bother. Of course, yeah. This yeah. is the greatest opportunity of my life. It's, it's you know, promo 101, the babyface. It's the greatest night of my life to build up why it's so important that he doesn't win. Yeah, sure. It's uh, be awful if something bad happened in the main event, wouldn't it, boys? <laughs> it wouldn't be terrible. Uh, where are we going? Okay, so Flash, you are so funky. He's back. Yes. Bloody love Flash Funk. So, do you know my theory about how we should have booked Flash during this time period? 
I have heard. I can't remember now. Do remind me, please. So my theory is that Flash should have joined the nation. It's like the fun-loving yes. side yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old truth of judgment day. Yeah. Right. yeah. The comic sure. relief. So, I mean, they've got openings. Sorry, as a very quick one well, from Raw. Did you Have you seen R-Truth's promo about being the Judgment Day? I saw bits and bobs. And he refers to Dominic Mysterio as, as, you know, Tom and Nick Mysterio. I've never met Nick, but he's still my brother. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the so line that called me. So good. His delivery is so, so funny. I think about how far that guy's come from, like, the TNA jangly pants doing. So <laughs> you get it rowdy. Yeah, sure. I think he's, like, shining in his... Older years, you know. He's yeah, but, but but he's better than ever. Yeah. God, if I can get to his age and and be like, you know what? I'm still not going to like cake. I'm just going to work out and be a happy dude. Mm. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you know, getting over an invisible friend, he got over little Jimmy, and now he's going to get over Tom and Nick Mysterio. Mm. Absolutely. Um. Uh. So we've got Flash Funk versus <laughs> Del Wilkes, the Patriot, with Kurt Angle entrance music. Yep. Yeah, so when the Patriot comes out when you were kids, what's there? What was your experience with the crowd? Well, they boot the they shit out of him. Super baby face, Del Wilkes. Yeah, it's like the yeah. They they really yeah. Like they boot him really badly. Did you? I I actually can't remember if I'm very honest. I don't know. Um, but it's quite odd pairing, wasn't it? Oh really strange so why like would they why would they hasn't book... been on the show for but Del Wilkes is just main event yeah. at Ground Zero yeah so they need their top baby face that Brett put all his faith in on the card and Two Cold Scorpio is also there well isn't Flash a face at this point yeah uh, well I think Flash has always been a face since he came in so then they've got yeah. face versus face for this yeah I'm not sure it's that they love Flash I think that's the issue <laughs> but no. remember the issue is that he's an American He's an the, American. The Patriot wears a mask American. because he's the face of every American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's a, it's a dated gimmick as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But even by this point, it's a dated gimmick. Right? Whatever it was, I pissed myself laughing. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is so funny. <laughs> I mean, you think, you think going, at least they embrace it then going, I'm getting booed. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and get the American flag and wave it about a bit. Yeah. yeah, but saying that, during the match itself, he seemed really out of his depth. Like, he wasn't yeah. quite sure how to react to that. No. He's, well, he's been working face for so long. Yeah. Well, I say so long. The three months he's been in WWE and the one match he's had with Brett. Yeah. He, he almost seems shocked he's getting that response. <laughs> Why don't they love me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we watched this show like three months ago, or whatever it was. Three months ago? Yep. Try to think of the last time we did a part. Three months ago. I've been waiting three months to do this bit. Okay. So, Matt, I've, I've written you your very own Jerry Lawler's a pedophile joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm not I sure think... if you can read this because I've highlighted yellow. I didn't realize that would come through. Okay. Uh, so, uh, JR says he needs to watch his wallet around Jerry Lawler. And your line is... No, JR. It's not pronounced wallet. It's pronounced kids. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that three months ago. <laughs> I've been sitting on that and waiting. <laughs> Superb. Well, there we go. Job, it's job done. I have joke every show. <laughs> it's like someone says, you've got to be careful around Jerry Lawler in some aspect. And just saying, you know, I find it really funny to be like, no, it's not pronounced wallet. It's pronounced kids. <laughs> anyway. Oh. 
Oh, that's superb. A big weight off my shoulders. <laughs> Three months, I believe. <laughs> and when you wrote that, did you also give an out loud laugh to yourself going, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I even read it to people at work today because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and did they like, trust? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, so one of them, <laughs> people you trust. <laughs> uh, Patriot hulks up. The crowd boo him out the arena. Uh, they have a bit of a banger. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I really enjoyed this. Patriot is a strong, hard boy. Flash is a big, spinny boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I love both these guys. I, I'm not a massive Del Wilkes guy, but Flash, oh my God, he's so fucking good. Del Wilkes was so deliberate when he got the knees up, but then goes like, robotic? What do you mean? Well, no, because normally we're like, when you, if you get the knees up, you go, Whoom. oh, and it, the, it was like just yeah, a stenner yeah, stair lift. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he telegraphed it, didn't he? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Details, you guys see that I'm just like, oh, yeah. he's got a pocket mask. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of his finishing maneuver? The Uncle Slam. I love the name. Yeah. <laughs> the name's brilliant. Oh, it's Full Nelson. <clears throat> Full Nelson Slam. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Slam. I didn't know yeah. it was called that. Yeah. No. I like Uncle what Slam. It, no, it's not called that. It's called the I lift you up and I smash you onto your back. That's what my finish is called. I like it. Yeah, sure. Uh, Damn you, Al Snow. What do you think? Decent match. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Flash Funk guy? Yeah. More Scorpio ECW More guy? Scorpio guy. Too cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, early Godfather gimmick, early Godfather vibes yeah. with the, when he started getting the coloured fur. See, should be in the nation. Exactly. Synergy, boy. <laughs> Synergy. Actually, it'd be so funny. Be like Farouk being all like, giving his fucking quality promos. The Flash is like, hey, Farouk and on. Let's have a dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, 80% of wrestling matches aren't very good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I strongly agree. Like, I love promos. Yeah. I love entrances. I love finishes. The stuff in between, mostly is shit. You've just named the only bits I enjoyed when wrestling. Right. <laughs> am, I, am I right or am I right? Yeah, absolutely right. right. God, this is so sad. I've had this realization over the last. In, in fairness, though, that, and for me, that 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 kind of sums that match up for me. The content in between, I was like, eh, whatever. But like stuff either side of that, hit the gimmicks or that, I love it. It's all good. That's why battle royals are the best. Yes. You walk out, so you get your entrance. Do you mean doing or what? Doing. No, okay. doing. Okay. As a wrestler, you get your entrance, depend on whose show it is. Yeah. So you get your gear. You might get a promo, then you're out. Then it's the finish. If you're in the final four, great, you've got something to do. But before that, it's kick, punch, struggle in the corner. No one gives a shit. Yeah, sure. And then you get to the final four. Same thing as any wrestling match. The only stuff that got me over was my entrance, my promo work, and when I got beat. Yeah. <laughs> You think about like a Daniel Garth. And you were over as well. <laughs> I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, but you were over. And well, you I... did probably the least amount of work. Yeah, in exactly. The room. <laughs> exactly. Well, e even with that last Lockhorn show, like <laughs> Becky was like, don't do much, do you? I was like, don't need to. Don't need to. Yeah, sure. I've got a gimmick. Exactly. And this is why comedy wrestling is so important mm -hmm. in, in anything. But even when we started like going from being heel manager to funny, ridiculous in ring face, when I said to you, I've got this gear, and you're like, that's brilliant. And I remember an unnamed person saying to someone else going, no one's going to get it. And I was like, fuck you. They are definitely going to get it. And I was like, yeah, they got it. Smug mode. Hmm. Smug mode fully activated. Who said that? I'll tell you off. Okay. Right, so. Yeah. Okay. That's not what we do here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you do, but you put no, no, it's fine because okay, okay, I, fine. I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, to, to down because then I'd go into my own little diatribe about why I thought that it's unsurprising that when he wasn't working with someone else that he also couldn't get over by himself. So oh, <laughs> makes that sense. Was the case, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So, <laughs> wow, that clear. <laughs> I mean, if you will take the death of a beloved wrestler to try and get yourself over, what would you expect? No, oh, dear. <laughs> I think I even know who we're talking about now. So. <laughs> I'm sure it's all fine. Yay! Uh, so, with this revolution revelation in mind, mm. um, I've often thought you could do wrestling without the wrestling bit. Yeah, Travelodge Live. Yeah. Travelodge Live. <laughs> I'm really into that gimmick, by the way, boys. Yeah, that's got to happen. It's kind of died over the last few months. Yeah. Well, only because we've uh, been uh, waiting for the week to start getting bookings. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Can I, do you reckon I can get in on that booking? No, no good enough. <laughs> <laughs> the one talented wrestler in the room. <laughs> I'm sure you're all right as well. No, well, I'm just an entrance and a promo. It's okay. I, I know all the moves, boys. <laughs> I'll think in a bump. I can do that. I'll, I'll even work a rumble if that's okay. <laughs> I think I'll start in TNA. <laughs> I couldn't believe that after one of your shows and it's still one of my favourite things you just in the, you and Amos stood there so I'm very straight faced and this kid was going yeah I think I'll go here then I'll go to TNA and then I'll go to WWE so I used TNA as a stepping stone and you and Amos stood there going mm. and I think I stood behind with like Louis going <laughs> <laughs> oh the amount of shit I had to listen to <laughs> man good job I'm a patient person I think yeah there, yeah sure so with 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 the idea of wrestling without the wrestling, right? yeah, does it work? Could you make it work? Do you need the wrestling for the other bits to be fun? Put it this way: promo, entrance, three rounds of rock paper scissor, winner gets to a finisher, out, entrance music, done. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm gonna be honest because then <laughs> it doesn't matter how it. good you are as long as you've got a good finisher that's safe. So we're saying there has to be something competitive in the middle. Yeah, but yeah, because there's got to be something for people to go. Who's going to win? Dice, roll a dice. We were talking about board games earlier. Oh, Randomization, yeah. competitive nature. Yeah. The dream. Just have a button that you push. Oh, I lost bollocks. <laughs> but yeah, either dice or, or something where you've got to be tactical against your opponent. Have I gone paper twice? Am I? Oh, he's he's beat me twice. He's oh shit. Is he going to go paper again? Should I? Oh, got it. Right, go on. Everything is wrestling, but we play Warhammer in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because we don't have three hours per match. I was going to say, like, <laughs> we work long with this show. You know? <laughs> but yeah, Travel Lodge Live should be wrestlers, entrances, rock, paper, scissors. If you lose, you have to take their finisher <laughs> and not kick out. Unless it's a title match that you kick out the finisher and then you do another round of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. You do an occasional Canadian destroyer just for the bounce. That's what if that's someone's of finisher? Course. Yeah, that's someone's finisher. Use the trainees, right? Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, yeah. to them. <laughs> <laughs> I deliberately, when we very for our brief return to wrestling in 2022, when we were doing that training session and we were doing practicing sunset flips, yeah, I, I deliberately to made sure pod where we were talking I, about this literally on the way in. I deliberately every time I was doing to voltage, I grabbed him around the wrist so I would basically code red it or destroy him every time <laughs> I went over him. I was like, oh, sorry, Jake. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and like an absolute pro, like, it's all right, text. And I was like, oh, he's too nice. He's a very nice boy. He's such he? a lovely, lovely chap. I have a lot of time for voltage, and I'm sorry for 
bow destroying you for 20 well, minutes. Keeping this gimmick alive on the bar, it comes on fairly often. No, voltage is fine. It's Matt Terry needs a haircut. <laughs> Again, we're keeping all these gimmicks He's alive. turned heel now, though. He's a gritty heel. Uh, they're all they wrestling are. for uh, Thanet Pro Wrestling. Oh, cool. Awesome. Love good indie. How about bad ones, anyway? So yeah. <laughs> we won Patreon one. Uh, he gets booed out of the fucking building. It's great. The LOD are backstage. Kind of promo. Animal shouts and spits all over Hawk. <laughs> Hawk goes. Hawk cuts him off. Well, <laughs> Hawk, Hawk cuts a promo. Yeah. About a bird shitting in his eye or something. He does like a little poem, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are you going to read it? I don't have it. Do you have it? I have it. Please. Well. <laughs> A little birdie in the sky later, white whitewashing his eye. But he's a big boy. He doesn't cry. Jeez. I'm glad cows don't fly. But that's the only thing he'll be glad about when he faces the Godwins. Oh, rush. Now, picture, entrance, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Ow. It's, it's, it's quite a promo. It's really bizarre. It's about a bird shitting in his eye. Yeah. And that he's glad that cows don't fly because yeah. assumably he might get a cow pat in his eye, which oh, you wouldn't I want. I put two and two together. That's more logic than I could have had. Yeah. I mean, there is logic. I mean, it's bizarre logic, and I don't really see how it's relevant to anything particularly. Um, but I suppose you've got the farmyard animal element with yeah. the Godwins. So we... oh. oh, let's talk it through, boys. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting that. <laughs> Workshopping. No one wants a cow to shit in their eye, to be fair. Of course not. No, so I'm glad they don't fly. That'd be awful, wouldn't it? No, he's got he's got some valid points in our promo actually, hasn't he? I could never take bird shit seriously after watching. I don't know if you ever saw that clip of footballer Ashley Young. Oh, it's awful. It's horrendous. Yeah, Have you ever seen this? No, no. Right. So, uh, footballer Ashley Young was just doing his usual running, and a bird did a massive shit. And as he was running with his mouth wide open, it lands in his mouth and he just swallowed it. Because oh. he just thought it was his own spit. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the most disgusting video. Like, people go, two girls, one cup. That's rancid. Ashley Young eating bird poo is the worst video oh, I think right. I've ever seen. Way worse. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most horrible things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Traumatized. <laughs> so next up, we've got a tag team match, or a P match, as we talked about earlier, of the Godwins of Henry O. Godwin and Phineas don't go mess with the country, boy, country, boy. Oh, but they're angrier this time. We're Southern Justice Goodwins at the moment. Oh, versus the Legion of Doom, the Road Warrior Animal, Road Warrior Orc. Uh, I pitched to you that the Godwins should have been prime candidates for the DOA faction. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, it would fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, England delivers on the Road Warrior pop. What did that feel like in 97? Great. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see them live. Never seen them. Yeah, it's one of those like rare things that like, I never saw the Ramones live, never saw the LOD live. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's good to see alive. Um, I had one of those yeah once in a lifetime things, I, I suppose. Because in '97, we've talked about this in the pod, they're not delivering on the LOD pop at all. Like, no, America's not like, particularly. Oh, the LOD? Okay, yeah, cool. they weren't at their height. Yeah, no. like, you listen to that '92 pop. Yeah, like, it's just like oh my god, it's like him, them, and Austin. I think yeah. really OT, like maybe rock as well. I think about yeah. It. Well, the initial pop was deafening. Um, I think they did go a bit lukewarm throughout. Yeah. Somewhat. I mean, it's 97. Right? It's 97, it's yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can understand it. Yeah. But the nostalgia of the internet. <laughs> it, it did make me realize, though, looking at LOD, that I'm like, here are my favorite tag teams. And I've realized, I think I only like hurty tag teams. So I like, 
I like LOD. Yeah. I like the Steiners. Mm. I like Powers of Pain. Yeah. And I look at the best Hurty Boys, Meng and Barbarian. Oh. And I'm like, Beasts. That's, that's the, the best, best one. Well, no, because the Beverly's were technical. <laughs> Beverly's are always number one. Yeah, but look at them kill jobbers on our shows. Fucking great. And also, you know, uh, you know, Von Wagner. Yeah, sure. Still not wearing purple and silver. What's wrong with that? When they fucking get him in purple and silver, that's when he gets the belt. That's when he wins WrestleMania. I'm going to take him drugs to our show. Be like, <laughs> fucking wear him. <laughs> I think I said to you at the time, like genuinely, if I were to ever be stupid enough to do wrestling again, I would get Beverly gear Hell yeah. to wear. Nice. But I don't need it. Because I'm not going to do it because I'm not stupid. I like the ability to walk at the moment. See, so you're not tempted? Hell no. No. We might not be doing any wrestling on our next wrestling shows, boys. So it's well, no, because it's Travel Lodge Live. Yeah, exactly. We know we could all wear purple and silver. I can wear not, silver stars no, to wrestle. Because that, that's the one thing you don't do in Travel Lodge Live. You don't have you know, gear that matches your opponent. Because that fucks me off. Oh, what are you wearing? Black trunks. What are you wearing? I, I, Black trunks. It's not New Japan. We're not young boys. Where you fucking uh, just okay? If everyone can't have the same gear, can we all have the same manager? You all have to have you know a kind of dress. <laughs> no, no, genius. no. It's that's <laughs> the dice up? roll. That's the dice roll. You auto select your manager <laughs> oh, who joins nice. you for the promo, like and that. then you rock paper scissor because yeah. then the manager then has to join in with the promo. So we have a stock of managers just yeah. ready. To yeah, it is ready. <laughs> oh, Wayne in the wings in case they get rolled. And ba- basically, <laughs> Travel Lodge Live will become managers. what what NWA is now for like AEW and Impact. It's now the breeding ground for like Brit Rest. <laughs> so if you want to be a heel manager, you need to come onto Travel Lodge Live and be one of the dice rolls. None of them can work a lick. They got a fucking promo. <laughs> But that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need, man. It's a promo. Oh, yeah. I love going to like someone like Oku or someone and be like, well, we've got this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a manager. Please, please don't take like Super Quiz Cup, like all of a sudden Quizlemania took over restaurant. Don't take Travel Lodge Live to WrestleTalk and let them turn this into a thing. This is our thing. There's money. God, there's a few promotions that are only a few steps away from what we're talking about, to be honest. Be kaiju. Well, that and like even like Riot Cabin stuff for like there's not much wrestling on that show anymore. You know, this Riot Cabin. No, no. it is they have a big posh theater. Okay, and they regularly do like battle royals. Yeah, one of the regular competitors, Mister Blobby, is up is Mister Blobby. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. And here, and do you know who is our current champion though? To try and steal something from Riot Cabaret, do you know who the current champion of Travel Lodge Live is? Uh, Travel. Oh, we have champ Basil Brush. Is he? Oh. Who's Basil Brush? What the character on TV? Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. The yes. Fox. No, no, no. That's that's Brian Connolly. Don't he's I'm a puppet? My kids things muddled up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jared? <laughs> if you're a wrestler and you would like to be part of Travel Lodge Live, just send us a DM at World of Rest Pod on X. I would yeah. like to be a part of Travel Lodge. You're not Live. allowed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, Father would work as denied. If you train hard, you might be manager three. (laughs) I will, yeah, I will work towards that. Thanks. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for the opportunity. (laughs) I can't pay you, but you know, exposure is what you get paid. I'm checking a hot dog, right? (laughs) Nope. We'll share you on social media. Uh, Yeah. So when this road, I'm still talking about Road Warrior Pop, by the way. Sure. It's absolutely deafening. Uh, You know how Vince blew out the mic at the beginning? Yeah. So, yeah. As a production dweeb or whatever, you can hear at the beginning, it just like peaks the mic and there's nothing there. 
they've got a limiter and a compressor working at the time the road warriors come out and you can hear it going like it's breaking the hard yeah like oh my god that's so much fun yeah that sort of shell you can literally hear a crackling and it's like that's when the hardware is like busting out of its limit you know (laughs) nice uh, really, really fun. The God wins uh, inbred, apparently, according to uh, the commentary team. Yeah, inbred and um, not educated, apparently. That's the one. Lovely. Uh, Road Warriors barely do any selling, so significantly more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> King drops a mad cow's disease reference. He does. Imagine yes. if that was the name of their finisher. <laughs> That's actually quite good. That's Travel Lodge Life finisher. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's Is hitting it? with some CJD. Was there any reference there being a lot of beef in the ring? <laughs> that's what it was yeah yeah <laughs> all the character uh animal doesn't seem to have any fucking clue where the hard cam is anymore no he's given up hasn't he on that yeah. <laughs> he's just like, like screw it no, no. Idea he's it's, working house shows isn't he in his head oh, he's just yeah it's not gonna make it to the u.s no one watches this what is no. this country um so uh, the lead up to this the road warriors broke not phineas who's the other one henry they broke Henry's neck on a doomsday. They did. And so Phineas goes up for this one because he's like, oh, we'll take care of him. We'll be fine. How's that oh. essentially? They drop him right on his fucking head. It's cringy, isn't it? I think I actually hate this move. Yeah. Now, like, oh, back in the day, man, it's awesome. It's the best thing ever. Do it to oh, friends all the time. Freaking, right? yeah, my <laughs> course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but looking back on it, oh, man, makes me feel awkward. Yeah. It's, it's nice seeing people do it safer today when the road warriors do it, especially to these boys. Yeah. Yeah. They're big old boys. So deliberate. Let's do it, maybe? Yes. 100% it's deliberate. So we watched these two tags wrestle a few weeks ago. They do not get on. No. That's because they're uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. The last Road Warriors gave them nothing. Like, you know, the Road Warriors give you that little bit with Hawk Cells. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't give none of that. None. No. And the Goblins whatsoever. I think that's legitimate. Right. Okay. It certainly comes across with these two wrestle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, more for them, Midian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and obviously doomsday one two three when is the lad jr in the ring sorry is there anything else we'll talk about with this so so far just checking so opening contest heel victory yes then we had face tag team victory yes. so we're 50 50 patriot victory technically yeah. heel who won between scorp and snow oh tiger no tiger uh, g sing tiger ali sing one let's move on go on yes yeah lots of heel victories is the point again dude yeah but because technically Patriot was heel. Was he? We're, we're, we're 50, no, with this crowd. Sorry. Yeah, he was sure. with this crowd. The, yeah, the point sure. was 50-50 booking. Yeah. We're going heel, face, heel, face. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. It is a little bit. Yeah. The some matches were his only faces. Well, well, the real main event. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a weird one. Yeah, that's fine for a house. Yeah. I feel mean calling it a house show. It feels bigger than that for me as a kid. 11,000 in attendance yeah. is not a house show. Exactly. Considering no. how many are like at Daly's Place tomorrow night, and they're like, yeah, we've sold 4,000 tickets. That's yeah, it's over you know, 50%, you know, over 100% more of what we've got at Daly's Place. It's not a house show. It's the NEC in Birmingham. It's where they're from Gladys. Yeah. It, it wasn't presented as a house show particularly, no. was it? Well, the way they sold it and built the pay-per-view, they, they made it seem yeah. legit and, you know, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to tell the headbangers then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JR is in the ring to intro Ken Shamrock. Uh, Ken Shamrock is not wrestling tonight. It was meant to be against Colin Mustafa, apparently. Yep. But he's got um, internal injuries. Is that right? Internal injuries, which is code for he's concussed. And suddenly gets right. a lot of internal injuries as well. Oh, 
Crikey. He was power bombed by Farouk, so it's got a legitimate passion to it this time. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Kenny tells us if it were up to him, he'd dress up and knuckle up. What like Batman. <laughs> I'm a joke. Uh, Kenny tells us he has a punctured lung. Uh, Kenny tells us he can hear the ovation got in the UK crowd and TV land. Out walks Billy Gunn ass Daddy Rocker. Has a little jog to the ring, and I wonder what's going to happen. Uh, promo on Kenny being a pussy. Billy slaps Kenny. Shamrock snaps. Ankle lock. Everyone goes so happy, right? Yep. Crowd were into it as well, though. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Rocker Billy was um, a good foil for. Shamrock's face character at the time. They should have put the belt on Shamrock. I think had they not had the success of the double turn at 13, because obviously that was where, you know, obviously you've got Shamrock involved and that's where Shamrock would have then be elevated to be the big number one baby face along with Ahmed Johnson. And then (laughs) Ahmed Johnson would have less than Shamrock. I still think that's a missed trick, not having the belt on Shamrock. I don't think in 97 you do it. That's for sure. I think maybe 9899, there's an argument for it. Like the Ministry Corporation type stuff with Kenny coming out. I think maybe he turns on the bad guys. And becomes a- well, when he joined the union. Was he a part of the union? He was. Because it, it was, yeah. Because it was uh, uh, Big Show, was. Mick Foley, uh, Test, and Shamrock. Was that post-corporation? He was coming out on corporation? Or was that- That's why they formed a union. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's short-lived, wasn't it? I think it was about three weeks. <laughs> If that, yeah, I'm sure they only came out one week, wasn't it? And I remember being so excited about it. Yeah, there's finally a faction of good it, guys. Were you really? You into that? Because I remember being quite underwhelmed by it. I think at okay. the time. Yeah. All right. I remember. Just, had they worn the same gear? I like McFoley, so I'm just like, yeah, hey, sure. I'm like, oh, he's got a bit of wood, he's going to hit someone. Yeah, and the finish had a 2 by 4 They must have had long-term plans for it. In the N64 game, uh, WrestleMania 2000, Union were down as a faction. Yeah. So the fact they built it into a video game, I, I just think the crowd reaction when they had it was like, yeah. And Vince was like, ah, we'll pull the plug on it. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And as a viewer, I sort of felt that as well. Idiots. Just went into Such it. morons. There's no good plans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always liked factions. I was always a big DX guy. I was a big NWO guy. Um, I love Dragon Gate for that exact purpose. It was just factions. Like that's all Dragon Gate was. That's why AW was so good to start with because it was just factions. Yeah, and I had some booking. Um, WF champion. Tony doesn't need to do booking now. <laughs> He's a matchmaker, as Bully Ray called it. Tell stories. The fun bits, the bit in the ring, right, guys? Who needs to tell um, stories when we injure our main main antagonist and we have to then go? Oh, we've done this whole storyline where his contract's up. It's interesting is how AEW are going in a direction which is completely the opposite of what we've just discussed yeah, yeah. as our preference. I absolutely hate it. Mm. It was so much fun. That's that second year in. Yep. So, oh my gosh. So but but do you think everyone across the card? Yep. Now it's just like. But do you think that's because the pandemic years? Because when they're in Daly's place with some of their best work. Do you think it's because they were all there together and Tony was like, I need to give people stuff to do to keep the TV going? I also think Cody leaving was a real... Co- Cody going is is was the biggest debt start for the downfall for the AW. Because again, Kenny Omega is an, an incredible wrestler and he could and should be if he were to go to like WWE, a megastar. Bucks are worthless. I've said this from day one. <laughs> they're, just, they're just spot boys. They're not hurty boys tag teams. I've never sat there and gone, you know what I really want to watch? A Young Bucks match. I know I think I'm isolated in, like, with our listeners, with a wrestling thing. Can't cut a promo. Oh, don't have can. car- Not, I can't cut a good promo. Yeah. 
I think the most interesting thing for the young bucks is that one of their uh, one of their people. Oh, that's there because I'm in it. Are you? Yeah, well, so, we got sidetracked by the paper. This more interesting. We'll, we'll talk about me and the Guardian at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can read through. Is I think it's stuff. Oh no, no, it's, it's about uh, digital drag. Oh, that sounds fascinating. I'll read that later. Yeah, but yeah, young bucks. What are they going to bring to the table other than someone who can't bring merchandise to to an event? Well, we'll bring the well. This is the big thing why Mrs. Uh, Young Buck got oh you know, left her yeah, job. She got a lot sure. of criticism for never having enough merchandise for people. Although a lot of people, are like, yeah, you should have seen it at Wembley. They had no merch. They had a fuck ton of merch at Wembley. Yeah. I could have got stuff for House of Black. I could have got for stuff for Soraya. I could have got stuff for the Acclaimed. What what other wrestlers were they expecting to have? Oh yeah, I want a JD Drake top. Sure, there were a few bits where we were looking at. And then I was like, isn't that a Britt Baker shirt on the like table? Yeah. Not up on the rafters and stuff. Mm. There's a few bits where I was like, could we do that better? But like, I don't know, I don't know if it's her responsibility. Yeah. But my, my whole point is like, without Cody, you, you've got TK who's an excellent matchmaker. Yeah. Well, I've got sidetracked there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah an excellent matchmaker, definitely... but not, not a booker, which is why I'm so worried about Swerve Strickland. Yeah. I've been saying Swerve should have been at least six months. And you have Miro. You started Miro brilliantly. Run through everyone. Oh, I'll lose to Sammy Guevara. Another, I just can't buy into me. It's like him, Jack Perry, can't get on board with them. Yeah, it's weird in that they, they seem to. I think Tony Khan had some really good ideas that he built up over like 20, 30 years yeah. of being a big wrestling fan and kind of splurged them all in a year. And has gone, had someone either in his back pocket or someone in his ear or he's decided himself, whatever it may be, to get to that, oh, I have just have to book week to week because people get injured and people are here. And it does feel like they've just given up on telling long term story time, story lines. And when they are there, it doesn't feel like he has a great involvement from an outsider's perspective. Although, in fairness, the callback to Jay White being the first one to be attacked by the devil, that was good. Yeah. I like that. What I don't like is all of a sudden going, Hey, the acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold, we're going to unite yeah. to go against the undisputed uh, yeah, kingdom. The, the strange things like that. It's just, um, I know. Yeah. I like the storytelling bits. I like the well, it's, it's like what you said earlier. Yeah. I like promos. I like entrances. Sting's entrance on the 3rd of March is going to be incredible. As yeah. It's going to be his last hurrah. Who should Sting wrestle to retire? I mean, the obvious choice is Ric Flair, right? I was going to no. say Ric Flair, yeah. But if you've sold all your tickets, doesn't matter who you put them against, does it? Scott Steiner? <laughs> Could do. I mean, last time we saw the show. Scott still move? Uh, well, I don't think he needs <laughs> <laughs> As we agree, we don't need to wrestle. So, yeah. also, bold prediction Triple H will send a message to Sting on that final pay per view. Wow. That is my bold prediction. And we are living in a time period where that actually may happen. Yeah. Because, you know, The Rock was on TNA inducting Shamrock into the Hall of Fame. Yes. He sent a promo to TNA inducting Shamrock into the Hall of Fame. I think there's definitely uh, space for people who are with WF. I don't think Triple H would do that. I hope I'm proven wrong. I think he's too involved in corporate game. Does Well, that's the thing, though. But if you think that, hey, this is probably going to be AW's biggest buy rate and Triple H's face is all over it as a WWE thing, then they'll go, I'll only Drew because Triple H is there. Yeah, sure. WWF champion, Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Right. And his promos are 
wonderful, aren't they? Let's go. Yeah, sure. I really like the way he just, he's just himself. He just yeah. talks like a normal person about how he's going to beat someone or whatever the situation is at the time. And he's great. I, I always say Brett can't cut a promo. Brett can cut a fucking brilliant I don't promo. think he could cut what's considered a normal promo in the 90s. No. And he, in a way, he's actually ahead of his time, wasn't he? Yeah. The way that he cuts promos. So if you put him into today's situation, he's one of the best. At the time, maybe he wasn't because it wasn't what was the, the norm. But I just love the way he would just talk through a situation and say, I'm going to beat this guy because of this. Yeah. His delivery, whilst also putting him over. I put How he put over The Undertaker mm-hmm. in his promo, but also saying, it doesn't matter how big, strong, powerful you are, I'm going to fuck you up. Super babyface promo by Brett. Yep. Yeah. Which is the last line. What does he say? So Vince asks him, because there's a mixed reaction from the crowd, isn't there? Yeah. And Vince goes Vince, back and so, forth with him, doesn't he? Yeah, a little bit back and forth. Yeah. And it all seems quite off the cuff. And Vince asks, does it matter if they like you or not? And Brett took a moment to think. And quite serenely, he went, yeah, it matters. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, yeah. really well rounded. This is what Brett was promised. Yep. He was like, UK, Germany, Canada, your baby face Bret Hart. Sell all that merch, make all that money. Just in America, be the bad guy, be the hero. Yeah. So we've got to get this baby face Sean over. It's working great. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a great gimmick at the time. And I'm still not convinced. I'm I will be face here, but I will be heel here. I well, it was a really like clever it. dynamics I have. I know we've gone over this a few times yeah. at the time, but I don't like it at all. I hate Bret as a heel. Don't get it. Oh, I, I love the seal run. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was really good. I was very what engaged by it. Um, I just think he's a really good heel. I know, so it sounds really... I'm going to need more. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, I, I think I enjoyed the dynamic of how he went from being super babyface to this heel character. But it was, again, believable. So he was a heel because he stood up for what he believed in. However, that yeah, obviously okay. with the audience... That he was presenting that to, which were the Americans, largely, that didn't wash because what he believed in was Canada and the the other wrestling nations, and he didn't. He felt like he wasn't getting respect from the American audience sure. because maybe his gimmick had dated somewhat as a face, and they were starting to turn on him anyway. Um, and I think I like the honesty in that gimmick. Sure, the things I like. I like that Brett is a serious heel. Yes. Surrounded by a bunch of fucking movements. <laughs> well, it goes back to uh, the faction given as well. I loved all the people around him too. My favorite faction. Yeah. Oh, I this. Is it? Yeah. It's as good as it gets. You've got a solid tag. You've got a, a solid intercontinental guy. Yeah. You've got a solid baby heel <laughs> Bret Hart yeah, yeah. with the greatest of all time you know? yeah. it's, it's everything I think a faction should and Jim Neidhart was there yeah <laughs> but the but combination I always like, but genuinely Neidhart, Brett, I love Neidhart when, yeah. the, when I first saw them as when the Hart Foundation as a tag yeah. it was like this guy's incredible yeah. like big hoss lad yeah perfect he's also like the ultimate backup to Brett because of yeah. the tag history and such yeah like he's always that reliant brother in the back it's not really a brother but you know what I mean he he was a reliant guy. You could always count on to be there if you needed 
Sure. So and so now, right? He's a bit bigger than the other boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godwin thing. He's, he's like the anything. the enforcer, I suppose, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But the fact every, we've talked about this before, but like every time Brett cuts a promo and there's Davy Boy going, ha ha ha, he's talking about you as he points at the crowd, and you've got Owen just like, woo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Moving on for that, we've got Vader versus two-time Slammy Award winner Owen Hart. Uh, Babyface Owen is my favorite Owen. I love him so much. Actually, no, heel Owen's better, but here, he's like kind of, he's an obnoxious dick, but he's like being nice to the crowd. He's slapping hands. There's that bit where he gets to the ring and he's kind of interacting with the crowd. That barrier falls down. And he catches them and he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and he pushes the fans, because the fans are leaning on the yeah. barrier. So he pushes them back up. And you can see his kind of demeanor go from, I'm having a great time, to, is this safe? <laughs> like, it's a bit, I don't know, fun, entertaining, but then concerning at the same time. But also shows you what Owen was as a human being as well. Yeah. His first interval was, yes. I've got to hold this railing with all these people on it so they back away and I can push it back up rather than just let them fall and mm-hmm. worry about himself. Yeah, yeah. It, it was completely selfless act. It was, and it seemed as though he was having a lovely time yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't he look like he's really enjoying himself? It, it seemed like it was the best time ever. In yeah. this run, the, my favourite Owen Hart moment was when they were walking out as the tag champs, and then Owen just jumped in front of Davy Boy going, Way! from his two <laughs> slammies. It's like such a happy, happy you know, image. Yeah. Awesome. But, it, but this match with Vader, so, I mean, Vader, I still think, is one of my favorite like big lad wrestlers. Him and Bam Bam. Vader and Bam Bam. But I and, and even they're like Bam Bam's brilliant, but for me, Vader's always got that just that little notch above. Yeah. I for me, Vader's one of the best big men ever. Yeah. And I loved his run in WCW. I think when he got to WWF, obviously the booking wasn't great for him. And the politics. And the politics, and he got screwed over a little bit. Um earliest wrestling memory yeah. is Vader kind of private and being being terrified. Yep. Yeah, WCW. Yeah, yeah. yeah he seemed legit, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely terrified. The way they booked him as big monster heel. Yeah. Like as a little kid watching that. Like, yeah. And he had um, Harley Race as a manager yeah. as well, which yeah. I think really added to the dynamic of the character. I don't remember the specifics, but it was probably there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, ripped off my Foley's ear. And legit. He did. So in contributed to Foley's overall story, image, career by pure accident. But yeah. And I know it's like Vader in WWF wasn't the Vader in WCW, but even then he, when he wanted to turn up to play, Vader was, was great. And I think, like you said, the booking in WWF really hinged him, but WCW Vader, yeah, no, no big man. And other than Yoko potentially has come anywhere close to him. No. And I think in this match, it really does show what he could still achieve. You disagree with Yoko? Uh, No. I think, but Yoko is precise. Jesus Christ. You suggesting Kishi then is the best big man? <laughs> yeah, she got massive Rikishi I did though. it for the rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, when you made those big statements, I'm always like thinking, is there anyone else that was about that size that was as good? Uh, I'm, I'm more of a Bam Bam guy, if I'm totally honest. But then I was big ECW mark. Yeah. He was like the figurehead almost for ECW. Brother. Going through yeah. the ring with Taz. Yeah. To then come back out and pin him. Shoot. It's a great moment to have. But yeah, to, for me... Like just, this is a worker. Like, guy could do I, Bam Bam was incredible. And he got a match out of Lawrence Taylor. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And in fairness, he did one thing that Vader didn't do and he main evented WrestleMania. 
I really like that match. It's great. What's <laughs> it's it? a good it's match. Really good. Yeah. It's a decent match, yeah. yeah. I expected some resistance. No, no. Deserved to main event and yeah. showed, and in fairness, LT and his NFL buddies set the bar for where celebrities should have been at that time as opposed to what they're doing now, like Logan Paul and um, Bad Bunny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then you've got Snooky. <laughs> the Jeremy or What, the LT match? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. What about the modern celeb matches? Oh, um, they okay. Okay, cool. That's yeah, cool. I mean, like the, it's ridiculous how good Logan Paul's got. Yeah, like it's no, disgusting. Had, there's no, he has no right to be that good. That first match, he, he did a, an interview where he said, "Yeah, I just had no training." And she went in and had a fucking banger with this. You're like, how? Really? <laughs> yeah, literally. I was nemesis. The back, oh. told him what to do. Red Mysterio guided him through a few bits, but like, had right. no real training. That blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously just very naturally talented. That's and how he saved a wrestling fan. How he saved Ray yeah. as well. What? When he's not a wrestling. Fan. Whoa, is he not? Nah, I just assumed. I, I assumed yeah. that he always watched it, and he's just good at learning by watching. No, and that's why he's just... seen nothing about it. <laughs> what? See me blind. Yeah, just want to do something. Uh, that's I mean, I actually have quite enjoyed watching him wrestle. But knowing that he wasn't a fan previously, that's kind of tarnished it a little bit for me because I would have at least liked that story in the background that he was a wrestling fan. Like, like with Pat McAfee, when it was like, yeah, look at me, yes. I've been in the warehouse, so I wanted sure. to go on to the interviews. Yeah. yeah. But that, I genuinely didn't know that because, I, again, I, I thought he was like, oh, well, you know, he's Logan Paul. He collects Pokemon cards. So he's probably of the ilk that probably liked wrestling. Uh, yeah, no, not a wrestling fan. Sort of crowd. He probably has seen it, you know, but not really. Well, I suppose yeah, so. He's one it. of my favorite spots of recent memory. The, the ricochet thing. Ricochet, where they mean yeah. it was like a Looney Tunes. I suppose so. If you think of his age, why would you get into WWE when you're in the in the ruthless aggression era? Yeah, that's the thing. I always struggle when like, people at work are like, yeah, my earliest match was like, you know, the Shield versus the Shield. Elias. And you're like, what? <laughs> I remember my first training session, I started talking to, again, Name drop Vultures again. It was like, mm. yeah, my favorite match of all time is like where the, the Shield. I started watching when the Shield came in. I was like, it was the Shield versus the Whites, wasn't it? Yeah, favorite match of all time. And I was like, I've been watching wrestling longer than you've been alive. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. But it's funny, isn't it? Because instantly you could dismiss that guy. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But for him, that was his experience. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. what he enjoyed. My mind wasn't like dismissing the match. Mine was okay. Because in fairness, Shield versus Wyatt. Shit, we were watching it. Oh, no. <laughs> Shield, Shield versus Wyatt was an incredible. That one, we covered it at Elimination Show as part of the Daniel Bryan run. It should have, should have, not mean of edit mania, but it should have been on that mania card. Yeah. If it wasn't. In fairness, that's where AEW peaked. Brody is TNT champ. Uh, there's a few moments. Hangman wanted the belt against Kenny Omega is the moment, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, and but as always with Hangman Stadium as well, but you know whatever. So, so, <laughs> well, no, but but that was a moment rather than in the booking and the story and the characters yeah, she like, had. Wembley was incredible. Hangman wedding was a case of great. We've got our baby face over, and then as soon as he got the belt, they realised fuck, he doesn't draw. Yeah, that's because, why it's the peak where everything went wrong. Yeah, it's a perfect story up to that point. But unfortunately, they had the wrong person win the belt. <laughs> they just didn't do anything with him. Hang, <laughs> Hangman do? can wrestle, but Hangman isn't a promo. But anyway, back oh, to Oh, it is the best <laughs> worker of all time. Holy hell, that motherfucker can sell. Yep, my word, he's good. Yeah, he's amazing. He? He's just doing the, I'm going to smash your tummy. And Owen just sells endlessly. Everything he does is about selling. Well, Great selling. Um, story of the match is simple, but effective. Uh, they did the 
the slam match format, which yeah. again, simple, but I, I just eat that stuff up, man. Yeah. That is great. I've got a note here and I thought it was quite funny. Uh, Vader calling our spots like he's shouting out and ordering McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit shouty, wasn't he? Yeah, I picked up on that as well. <laughs> I don't think Vader could ever be quiet, though. I don't think you'd ever go Vader's on whispering going, headlock. <laughs> Weirdly, he's giving interviews where he's quite a timid, quiet man, which is for Vader. You just don't yeah. expect. But yeah, His son like a... plays uh, football, doesn't he? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sign him up. Puppet Sign him up. I'm sure he will do. He can point. tag with Von Wagner. What a Wagner podcast. That would work. I like that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Owen Locks and a sharpshooter. And the kids at the floor are like, what does that say? I don't know what that note is. Something about them. Looks impressive, though, getting Vader up in that sharpshooter. He did, yes. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. Finally gets the slam. Finally, on the third attempt, gets, gets the slam. So good. This is Andre versus Hogan. Yeah. Tyler Bate versus Walter. Van Wicked versus Matt Lomax. <laughs> One, two. Vader kicks out the slam. Kicks out the slam. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Would have been a brilliant finish, but Vader bomb, Owen with the knees up, Owen top rope shotgun drop kick. Beautiful for 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babyface heat Owen is so good because it's tied up at 50 50. By this point, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. This is one of the top heels in the company right now. But yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Owen off the top. Vader catches Owen. Continues the momentum. A huge power slam. Brilliant finish. One, two, three. Where's Vader? Beautiful finish. That power slam off the top rope. Oof. The way he caught him and turned into it. Yeah. So lovely. Simple, but so believable. It was. That's not a finish nowadays. No. Well, it, it could be. be. It could be. Absolutely. It should be. But that's yeah. what made this match so beautiful. It was the simple things done right and done well. Yeah. yeah. And the, and as you've said all along, it's the basis of the story. Big man versus little man. Can the little man get the big man off his feet? We know it's going to happen eventually, but that sometimes is fine because it's how you get to that end point, which is the best part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Second favorite match on the card, this one, for me. It's right up there. Uh, we get a SummerSlam recap. Uh, Sean as the ref, smashing the chair over Taker's head. Great spot. The bear recounts the three looking at Brett's eyes and Brett's looking at him. It's like, oh, ah, so good. That's the right bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to think of the right spot. It's been a while. Which leads into an Undertaker promo. Sean isn't here to help Brett this time. Brett is a demon, not a savior. Uh, Taker doesn't see boundaries, just creatures. I'm starting to lose him by this point. I was like, wait, what? I don't understand. Well, he's creatures of the night. He's a face Undertaker. Dong! <laughs> the WWF World Everweight Championship match. If you're World Everweight Champion Bret Harvest, the Undertaker. I have two things that both I was happy about and also annoyed me about this. Go for it. One, good. Challenge Rap for Champion. Always have your main belt, main event your shows. Mm, well, <laughs> but we know who's in the main event and we know why he's in the main event. Yeah, he's doing it for his sister and his bodybuilding coach. <laughs> I was talking about the other guy. <laughs> but yeah it's if you want your big your big shiny belt do it even at SummerSlam they did the big shiny belt just for TV they switched it around no I, I think in this situation you're going to have the British guy in the main event at this time yeah in this era but also Brett and Undertaker were going against the politics of yeah. Shawn Michaels again I think it depends how you want your promotion to be seen like New Japan if you want it to be seen as a sport Belt highlight, belt main events, no matter what. I don't think WF 
especially in 97, are really that concerned about the belt necessarily who's holding it considering how much they fuck up the booking leading to yeah you know? and also if they were going to stick to that finish yeah. imagine doing that in the match before the night would be ruined for the rest of the evening right i wonder do you send the, fa- the fans home happy by having brett yeah, take you could off? do that as a dark match afterwards maybe yeah, sure well it was on the poster <laughs> yeah it was well yeah yeah did you know that brett and take would be wrestling I don't think it. I did, no, because it wasn't announced beforehand. Holy crap. It's yeah, so to frame. see that yeah, unexpectedly was fantastic, yeah. Because I went to Capital Carnage and the advertised match was Rock Triple H. Yes. So for me, as a giant Rock mark and a giant Triple H mark, more Triple H than anything I've talked about earlier, I was like, oh my God, we get to see the return of Triple H because he was injured during this time. And so when they were like, hello everyone, we hate the English. The, the Triple H is going to be replaced by X-Pac. X-Pac, yeah. It's, like, oh. <laughs> it's actually a fun match, but it's not Triple H and Rock. It, it's no it's Triple H, is it? Yeah, no. that ladder match is one of my favorite matches of all time. The SummerSlam 98, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. Would Great you match. say that Triple H Rock feuds over the years superseded Austin and Rock feuds over the years? Oh, that's a question. Um, in terms that is of why feuds, I asked it. In terms of feuds, <laughs> yes. Like big main event matches no because the Austin and Rock stuff is so classic but the actual feud isn't really there it's just the uh, these are our two top baby faces smush yep you know before 14 and 17 15 17 19 <laughs> <laughs> okay encyclopedia <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're right yeah because 14 was short and Austin was yeah first maybe I watched yeah. no new fan or but yeah, no, uh, uh, Brett and Taker go 28 minutes and it absolutely flies by. Absolutely beautiful. It's so much fun. A uh, few things. Taker looking like a wet goth boy. <laughs> uh, Taker with the quick arm raise to pop the lights. You know, mm-hmm. they're not the... the yeah, Goosebumps. What's it like live? It was... Um, I don't think I quite absorbed what was happening because I, I didn't expect the match. Yeah, I, I certainly never thought I'd get the opportunity to see those two wrestling in Birmingham. Yeah, you know, sure. it's, uh, twenty-eight it's like, minutes. Yeah. Be twenty-eight 15, minutes. You know, twenty minutes. So, um, yeah. probably quite overwhelmed by this point. Sure. Yeah. But what do you think? Watching the bag, brilliant match. Yeah. As I said, you know, I I agree with some of the, the reviews. It's one of, if not Brett's last great matches. Yeah, especially with WWF. Yeah, and so I know, I know we've got obviously like his his one with Benoit and WCW that people seem to think was pretty good, but from his WWF run, this was this was it. So I know we watched this a while ago. Who do you think gets the bigger pop? Brett. Brett. I think it was Brett as well. Yeah. I wondered whether because it's very close. Like they're both over. They've always both been over, really. But like Brett, it's just something about Brett in the UK. It's quite special. Europe in general. Yeah, and he's he's their guy. South Africa. He's their champion of South Africa, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because um, did Taker get a few boos later on as well? I'm sure they started. Once the match actually kicks in, yeah, you can hear it's pretty 50-50, but the crowd yeah, is sure. very into it. It's not 50-50 where they're kind of apathetic towards it. Like, they are cheering and booing, but it kind of blurs into one a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is an awkward position to be in. There's a keep working this. You don't really know whether you're face or heel yeah. because, you know, you're swapping countries and characters. Yeah, and sure. But they just cracked on and wrestled a really good match, didn't they? How <laughs> could these do well? Yeah. Especially Brett. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 
I didn't ask the question. I joked around earlier, but Brett guy or Sean guy now? No, Brett. Brett. Yeah. Back then, sure. Um, yes. That's kind of what I was getting from earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely Sean guy back yeah. in the day. Back in the day? Brett. Brett. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was yeah. always a Brett guy. Let's like. not say I, I wasn't a Brett fan. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed his work so throughout the whole trip. So, what you're saying is we were right, you were wrong. but at at this moment in time not understanding anything to do with backstage politics and all that sort of stuff and probably being a mark for the characters as well because I you know Brett was Hill and Michael was his face I really like Sean don't tell anyone that (laughs) yeah yeah like but I I I came into wrestling uh the end of 97 Mm -hmm. after like after the initial kid period yep where it's like 91, 92, 93 type thing where I just kind of watched VHS's and whatever I could yep Uh, I got Cable, so Sky Sports, and the first time in 90, the end of '97. So it's DX. Yep. Sean gets injured. Austin takes over. Yes, that's kind of my wrestling experience. Sure. And so I never Rock throws Austin off a bridge. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> All those fun bits. It's, it's a really interesting bit that I part of doing this this whole run was I wanted to see the 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 two years before I became a fan. Yeah, sure. And yeah, all the things people talk about that like you've talked to me about over years and such. And <laughs> my old man rocking chair. <laughs> oh, my wise <laughs> old friend, Thomas Arbed Johnson. <laughs> and Johnson's another name for penis. <laughs> but it really highlights to me how good Brett has been. Like it's just every time there's a show, nothing's happening. Brett comes out and suddenly it's really fun, and he puts on a great match and tells a great story. He got good matches out of Sid. Yeah. yeah. Regularly getting matches at people like Sid and Daryl Wilkes and whatever, <laughs> like really quality. Diesel. Doink. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fairness, Matt Bourne Doink was a fantastic worker. He was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was on Dark Side of the Ring for that, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I was so proud to be English when they gave Brett the super baby face stream and they're like, fuck the America. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like 90% of our audience, by the way. <laughs> analytics. So, hello, Americans. <laughs> Uh, Brett kisses the strap and gives the young lads uh, the shades at ringside. Uh, take it as his opening spots. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's just kind of skip through a little bit. Uh, big DDTs, big pops, couple of boos. Brett goes, Brett can't believe he's hearing this chorus of boos. Because Vince can't get over the fact that Brett's not just a heel. He's determined to ruin his career, is my theory. Only go stub stubby. Yeah. Cool. Everything Vince says on commentary, the interview before. He's just like Brett's a heel, Brett's a heel, Brett's a heel. He's hammering that. Yeah, it does hammer him, doesn't he? Yeah, you're right. I didn't really pick up on that, but you make a good point. Yeah, it's it's been like the last six months. Yeah, sure. Every time Brett's doing anything the slightest of baby face, mm. the crowd are cheering Brett. Vince coming in and be like, listen to all those boos. He's always been like that though, wasn't he? With I think everyone really. So if they weren't getting a response that he was hoping he would put it over on commentary, but actually the audience uh Doing something they're actually not. Yeah. And would hope that we would just kind of take his word for it. Even their beef at the commentary desk. Like, I think one of the previous episodes, which did where Brett sits down and says, I mean, I obviously wouldn't be able to get away with this if I did that, but Sean can do it. And there was like, you could tell there's. Mm. He seems like he's a bit sick of Sean just fucking shooting at every program he ever cuts. So Brett just starts doing the same thing as well and be really unprofessional. Yeah. Well, he would do, wouldn't he? If you'd get in that sort of treatment you'd have to give it back eventually wouldn't you yeah, regardless yeah. of how professional you are absolutely. you'd have to do it yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brett is working takers knees 
Uh, Brett doing heel things, but reacting to the crowd like he's babyface. So he does the figure four around the ring post, yes. like a dastardly heel, but he's high fiving fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening anymore. It's just really fun. Uh, weirdly, it works. I don't know why it works. But Brett is in the figure four and he's like throwing up the Texas horns and stuff like this. They're like, what is happening? What is going on here? <laughs> really Very, yeah. Uh, but great fun. Um, oh my God. Oh, there's the bit where they take off the turnbuckle. Yeah. And it's sitting on the apron for ages. And I was trying to work out what this thing was sitting on the apron because I didn't see it with the turnbuckle. I thought the cameraman just like bought his lunchbox or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, on the ring. Be like, you'd be furious with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and genuinely I thought it was or something uh, yeah so uh, Taker drops an illegal leg onto Brett's crotch and Brett catches Taker in the sharpshooter it's such a cool spot like you know the 92 Davey and Brett uh, double down yeah he wraps up the legs and brings him up into the sharpshooter and he practiced this with his wife in his bedroom at home thing do you know that story? I, I didn't know that no <laughs> so Brett tells a story about okay. having this idea at like two in the morning mm-hmm. and waking up his wife and like, I've got to try something and so he literally just laying on his back with his wife in the shower <laughs> seeing whether he can do it so yeah. that's why he does to Davey and that's how he practiced it and came up with the idea right well, if I said that I hadn't practiced wrestling moves on my wife, then <laughs> I would be lying. <laughs> but it's 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 again coming back to how amazing I think Bray is and all these callbacks and how he like, takes things. He takes out one element of this is a different way to set up the sharpshooter from the main event in SummerSlam and brings that back to a show in Birmingham, a different way to get yeah, into the spot. Nice. Yeah. It's like fuck I love Brad Burn. It's just all these little little quirks, whatever. Yeah. Um Blah, 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 blah. Take a drop to the leg. It's all over, brother. Brett kicks. Love it. <laughs> uh, Brett tries to cheat using the timekeeper's bell. So does Taker. Ref takes it off Taker. Really fun, bullshitty spots. Uh, Brett gets kicked to the outside. Brett lands on the camera opera- operator. I love this. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. they did it when the, the cage match with uh, Sean and Taker. Yep. Where he bumps straight onto the cameraman and such. I know. Really fun. Uh, to me, at this point, I'm like, this has got Ballway written all over it. What were you guys thinking? It was just... It didn't seem like 28 minutes. It flew by watching this. It felt like to me they were going from like spot to spot, scenario to scenario to try and see how dramatic they could get it. Yeah, Yeah, everything was designed to outdo each other, wasn't it? To a point where it did go Broadway, didn't it? Uh, Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Brett's neck gets twisted up between the top and the middle ropes. That's right. Doing the Foley spot. Yes. Where he gets stuck. Yeah. Uh, take a hammers away at Brett while Brett is still stuck in the ropes. The dastardly heel Undertaker. Boom. Yes. The baby face Brett, yep. which rightfully so causes disqualification. So your Dish. winner and still WF World Heavyweight Champion is Brett the Hitman Heart. It's a clever finish. It sort of helped to protect both guys. Obviously, you don't want the champion going over. Taker ain't taking a fucking pinball. <laughs> but, he, but Taker isn't taking a pinball either. Yeah, so. It's not tapping out either. Taker's the guy who's like the stalwart of like, look at these little fucking kids who can't get along, can't put each other over, can't have a fucking conversation back to about pulling each other's hair out. But on the plus point, I also won't put him over. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he should be. No. I think Taker should be the guy going, no, I'm setting a standard here you know? yeah sure yeah and yeah there. yeah he had that authority about him didn't he backstage i think he's genuinely expected to have that position as well yeah, sure. back in the day yeah i think he's the guy capable of kicking everyone's ass at this point as well 
Well, that helps, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But even with the even with the finish, it was the right thing to do for the level of the show that it was. Brilliant match. Did you hear the um, story that Taker told about Coco Beware on his uh, debut? No. So Taker comes in on the Survivor Series, and in the match, he gives Coco Beware the tombstone. And backstage, Coco Beware dragged him to one side and was like, hey, drop me a little bit stiff there, brother. And I started shouting him out backstage and until he was like, sorry, sir, I'm very sorry. And apparently apologized for like 20 minutes straight and Coco would not relent. And then Undertaker literally went, okay, you just want to go outside? And Coco was like, no, just to be safer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums up, you know, yeah. He made the right decision. Fair play to Coco Beware, though. Stick to your guns, kid. Yeah, sure, exactly, yeah. That's really fun in the story. Who knows if he's bullshitting nowadays? Are these are stories from like 30 years ago. I trust. In Coco Beware and Frankie, I trust. <laughs> if, if Frankie was there, would have seen the whole thing and be able to repeat it. Yeah, sure. Uh, it actually takes Owen and the other Hebner to get free from the ropes. It's great. Taker is furious. Uh, Briscoe takes a choke slam. Taker walks down Owen and Brett as they head to the back. Like, I love the aftermath of this whole event. Chaotic. It feels like a really big, overworked, fun experience. It does, yeah. Which, again, leads to the fact that it wasn't just a house show. Mm. They were putting all this stuff on. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vince gets one of them on commentary as they're walking away. What a sore loser. <laughs> he couldn't help himself, could he? Yeah. What a sore loser. He won the match by disqualification. Sure. <laughs> Which leads to Brett backstage. Sorry, do you want to talk about more about the match? No, no, that's all good. No. Anything? No, it's good. Beautiful, beautiful match. Beautiful match. So at least to a Brett backstage promo. Massive booze. <laughs> Brett does not like Shawn Michaels. You're like, hang on. <laughs> did this. Uh, he talks about Shawn sucking his own ego off. And you're like, fucking hell, Brett. Okay, calm down. I made a bet this. E- ego in the UK means penis. <laughs> too right. Vince interrupts Shawn and says, Can you go top this? Shawn's like, My middle name is Top This. As a Shawn. And then they think they like crotch chop towards his penis. Yeah. Really? Possibly. I think they've been doing a little bit with Sarge at this stage, Sarge and Slaughter. Hey, that's after. Is it after? I'm I sure thought we've had Sarge as the new Sarge. Commish. Ooh, it's, it's, right. it's not the fully formed yeah. Like point yeah. pointy job going on. Just like I imagine it was a click thing that they were probably doing. As like probably, a yeah. Gag that just got developed. Mm. I do like the concept though. They're like, yeah, with a click, and then Undertaker sitting there with Yoko and Godfather going, "Want to go? <laughs> no, you, no, you're right, BSK. <laughs> you're fine. You uh, you take your Dominoes and your vodka and your, your whiskey, <laughs> and we'll go and uh, shag women. Whistleys to our main event of the evening. The WWF European title match of the British Bulldog, the current champion, Wesley Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. This it's felt the, big. Yeah. At this moment, it's Especially felt. The drama of what just happened with Taker and Brett. It feels yeah. like this is a time for a main event. Well, from Owen versus Vader onwards, the show really ramped up. We had some good matches prior to that. They're all um, kind of standard house show, paint by number matches, and they were very entertaining. But from Owen on with Foley and Triple H. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, concept. my bad. That was a great match. Yeah, to well, be yeah, fair. Yeah, you are yeah. right. Sort yeah. of stuff in between there yep. were good, solid. 
it deteriorated quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it got to Vader and Owen, uh, Owen, and it started to really elevate from there. And I think those last three matches really sell this whole pay per view, plus the opener as well. It's also the level of storytelling with backstage promos. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not just a house show. Like they've put effort into thinking about how this is all going to work. Yeah. Seemingly, is it, I, if I they haven't, then it certainly fell into place very nicely. Anyway, so. Yeah, really, really. And good. if you think about the last three matches they put on, who they put in, it was yeah. very well structured and what they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a little show in the UK, almost. You know, Eleven thousand people is not a little America. show, but it's not broadcast in America. It's, it's not, not in America. Not necessarily. We can't break like, contractual obligations. That's why it can't be broadcast in America. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which I no, love. Kate loves that. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. So people are throwing stuff at Sean as he heads to the ring. This crowd hate Shawn Michaels. Do you see the kid with the British Bulldog figure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting, yeah like, get him. getting into Shawn's face. Yeah. And then Shawn actually took the figure and then dropped it down his um, trunks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird, wasn't it? It's, it's, it's That's nice. a Lawlerism. <laughs> Come get it. It's the very young girls at ringside that he's kissing and grabbing. And yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> 97, isn't it? Yeah, but then... <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so Bulldog's music hits, and he's got his sister with him who's fighting cancer. It's genuinely adorable. Uh, you can quite clearly see that she's struggling to get to the ring. It's really powerful. So uh, quite confused, drug-dependent person is struggling to walk to the ring. <laughs> also has his sister with him. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All about how the setup came in. It's just the real reason why we've only done a podcast last week. We've been banned for the last three weeks. I think I said that quite nicely. That was fantastic. Well done. Well played. Uh, I'll try not to be mean. <laughs> did, did you guys notice? Hold on. Not her. Did you guys notice Sean having a go at Vince at ringside during this was happening? So I'm not sure what the interaction was, but Sean's quite clearly yelling at Vince. Yeah. Brett went off script again. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been. He's obviously annoyed about something, bitching about something. Um, who knows what it was? But yeah, he wasn't, wasn't pleased. So, God, as always. You know, Sean's so strange at this time. I'm trying to work out, like, <laughs> what people saw in him. Like, like I, I understand, kid, coming to the show or whatever, it's the big fun boy, Sean. Yeah. It's like anyone beyond the age of like 15, 16. But it's Vince. But people talk about him like he's the greatest of all time. I think his in-ring work, considering what he was dealing with and going through, mm. uh, there's no doubting his in-ring work was exceptional. His in, yeah, yeah, in and stuff. And his in-ring storytelling was good. His promos, not much to shout home about, but bell to bell. Mm. And then, as you get into the twilight of his career. His feud with Jericho, his retirement of Flair, and basically doing Taker's annual match for two years in a row. Yeah. I think I'm being too judgmental. Now I look back at it. Then you see all the stuff, but yeah, really fucking good. But like, he was he was but his persona and the flamboyance was what got him over. His in-ring work was great, and he'd always go to try and be, I'm better than you, and I'll go and try and show it. But for my styling sport. My preference even then and to now is I prefer Brett, but I can't imagine Brett would have 
give and take of those big retirement matches at WrestleMania 25 and 26 and have that amount of impact. The fact we're robbed of this opportunity is upsetting to me. Brett should have been stuck around. So nice to see him during that time. Yeah. Would you have had Austin? Would you have had... No. And this is this, is the, this is the whole thing. Had no, I think he would have done. Would you not? Because he helped create Austin. Really. But then there's one, one less spot to have. So then, if you, I mean, and then, then if you think that Sean wouldn't have broken his back, could have no chance. But, that, but that's the thing. But Sean wouldn't have backed away. If, I mean, if anything, Sean would have gone to WCW. I think that's more likely if Brett sticks around for sure. Yeah, yeah, he would have went to join his friends. But that would have been two years. Money. That would have been two years too late. And then the ascension of The Rock, I don't think would have happened as quickly or made it to that top tier well i think the success of the rock and austin were born out of necessity wasn't it for them at the time because they were starting to lose stars brett disappeared sean got injured you know they needed someone and they stepped up yeah these larrays were set up to be those two leg stars disappear yes of course yeah val venus (laughs) had his pp choppy choppied (laughs) by mr yamamoto son so weirdly a regular character that would come up in non-wrestling bad discussion talking about Valdi such a controversial character <laughs> and still Mr. Yamaguchi's son I choppy choppy your pee pee I mean I loved Kai and Tai Kai and Tai was amazing yeah. and, and racist Vince McMahon making them have like subtitles oh, with yeah. Indeed Dick Togo to this day is one of my favourite things about New Japan like, he's a manager in New Japan he's fucking awesome he's yeah. part of a very iffy stable called the House of Torture Okay. They're very iffy stable. Yeah, I know that's fair. They're kind of like the goth kids that just never win. Oh, okay. Like, Raven's flock. Yeah, a little bit. New Japan. Yeah. But like, yeah, not quite as entertaining as that. They've already got like a raven at the front. They've got evil instead. Who's like, it's not evil. Never really works. But yeah, Dick Togo is like the ultimate baby, fa- uh, sorry, ultimate deal manager. And he'll just like hold people in the corner and things like this <laughs> and be a real dick about it behind the referee. Nice. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Decent worker. Bulldog is absolutely jacked. Uh, he's got the union flag, bedazzled cape, has a million tassels on it, and has a fucking baby face. A million yeah. tassels. <laughs> but where's his dog? Yeah. Matilda. Yep. We need a dog peeping all over the ringside, right? Kellen and Hell. <laughs> God, that's uh, Yeah, I mean, he's super over, obviously. Uh, any case is wondering, Bulldog is full baby face. Sean is full heel. To everyone except Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> a couple of minutes into the match, Bulldog is bright purple, completely blown <laughs> up. About 12 minutes in, JR reminds us that when Bulldog won the Intercontinental Strap in 92, yeah, he went on to lose it to Sean, which is actually some nice storytelling. Nice. He did, yes. Almost like they should have told this story going into the match, but like, you know. They didn't mention it, did they? No, not no. quite an important bit of the story, really. But that's it's because huge. it's the most important night of Bulldog's career. Yeah. It's, it's just like... Do you remember the finish for Michael's Bulldog for oh. the IC, uh, IC strap? Um, it was. I think they went for a top rope back suplex. So Bulldog delivering to Sean. And Sean twisted midair and turned it into a pin. That's the one. Yeah, and it's such right. a beautiful finish. And again, it's kind of similar to... Vader Owen. Yeah. It's kind of out of the blue. It's a, fin- a quick finish. It's a bit it's Brad Piper, but not better. Yeah. Not many folks finishes. It kind of just came from nowhere, really. Yeah. But it's great. It's a really good finish. And when you think again, you've got that famous rumble moment with these two in again as well. Which one? 
Yes. Well, when, when Michaels thought he was eliminating Winston, like both feet must touch oh, the ground. Yeah. Bulldog Boyd won it. Yep. So again, That's... you could have had that, the IC belt, as yep. the, the real build for this. Legendary moment in Royal Rumble. Yeah. Probably the most famous moment. Get replayed again and again and again, doesn't it? Both feet must touch the floor. Kane's eliminated loads of people. But then they gave that to Roman or Braun Strowman. The greatest yeah. Royal Rumble moment of all time. Titus O'Neil. Well, well, that doesn't really count. Because it's, it's the greatest Royal Rumble yeah. of all time. It, it's Vincent Mann sliding in the ring and destroying both quads. So I'm going sit down in the corner yeah. for a while. Cutting yeah. the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. I love it so much. But can you imagine him being able to do that promo? How much pain must have he been in <laughs> and to give, deliver that promo? The fact he's coming to fix a fuck up at the end of the spot because both guys went out at the same time but didn't know whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Rick Rude heads to ringside. The insurance yeah. policy playing on the Lloyds of London thing. I love Rick Rude. Absolutely love Rick Rude. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, same. Yeah. Such a uh, an amazing presence yeah. about him. Yeah. Um, Innovator of great ring gear. King yes. of promos. He worked on, yep. Yeah. King of promos, great physique, great wrestler in ring. I want you Louisiana sweat hogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen up. Anyone says sweat hogs, like, oh, you've been watching Rick Rude. Yeah. It's good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer Slam sweat hogs. <laughs> uh, so he heads to the ring to interfere and be a bulldog while Baby L isn't looking. Uh, later on, Triple H and China join Rude to fuck with Bulldog. Sign to see a little formation here, boys. Yeah, yeah something clicking, isn't there? These degenerates. <laughs> Just a <laughs> couple of elbow drops from Sean, uh, tunes up the band. Has to pick up Bulldog himself. Rude interferes to stop a power slam from Bully. Uh, Davy Boy has shown up for the power slam on the outside, but Bulldog front flips onto the platform, off the platform that is around the ring. Well, he gets his um, leg caught between the platform and the guard railing. Oh, yeah. And it's all it's like uh, stuck. And it, it, still watching it back now, it looks like it wasn't planned. Planned? Yeah. Oh, so I said I think it was planned. But I think it probably was. But it's done so well, actually, it looked like it wasn't. And I'm yeah. still now watching the back and think, did they mean to do that? It does look quite nasty. Yeah. Which I guarantee sure. you that behind closed doors, Brett went, do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, dog. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely didn't do it, Sean. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it leads directly to the finish, which is why I'm like, it must be planned. I think it must have been. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it would have. Yeah. Rick Rue's back in. Yep. Is because of that raised platform in Japan. Mm. Do you know yeah, I have heard this. He yeah. Did, uh, a spot where he landed on his back, half on the raised up platforms right. in the ring. And they've got that raised up platform that Bulldog falls through this. I bet Rick has something to do with it. No, oh, maybe. Talking yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's there at ringside with them. Kind of bringing in that legitimate injury. And yeah. It could work this, boys. Yeah. Still, <laughs> I believe Rick is the kind of person that convinced you to do something as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Sweet chin music on the outside. Triple H and Rude, fuck up Bulldog. Pedigree on the outside. They are throwing everything at Bulldog. Yep. They throw him back in the ring. Sean removes Davy Boy's knee brace. They're doing the whole thing. Figure four applied by Sean. As a kid, I remember watching this VHS and going, like, this figure four has been on for a lifetime. Yep. Because as as a kid watching wrestling, it's every two seconds there's a different spot of some sort. Yeah. Or even in the submission, you have the arm up and the drop for the two and then the Hulk up on the third. Exactly. So, like, now knowing, like, other wrestling outside of the immediate WWF, whatever, I can see this is a quite a cool finish. This is a style 
like, you know, we're going to have the guy in the figure four for a long time. All the heels are beating up the baby face. I get where they're going with it. It's like, what did you think about watching him, but like live and back with him? I, th I think live, it was, the crowd was so into it. I don't think you could not enjoy it. Uh, so with Sean, with Davey Boy in the figure four, yeah. was it just like people just panic or? Uh, people were, it's bubbling. It's yeah. bubbling because we we knew something's happening. We knew it's coming towards because it's so strength. different to what you expect. It's so different, yeah, yeah. And um, there's a buzz in the audience for sure. Uh, I'm watching it back. Yeah, it just feels right. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel too long. Watching no, it back as an adult. It didn't. As a kid, yeah. I was like, "Come on, yeah, do yeah, the sure. Wrestling. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, in the audience, it's fine. Yeah, it was just something different, and it's. Can he muster the strength? His knee braces off. He's against all the odds. Can he do it? And it was just giving it that time to breathe to let the crowd get up. And I thought that was really, really smart to do. You know, when they talk about like uh, Flair, Kerry, Kevin, Kerry Von Eric, whatever, like having a million discussions backstage about who's going to go over and Fritz stepping in and saying, no, nah, we're not going to quite do it that way. And then, you know, the free bird step in and blah, blah, blah. There's all these conversations. I feel like this finished. Has been discussed a million times by twenty different people. Probably. Trying yeah. to make sure everyone looks good and no one, no one Sean has to have the bell, but we have to do this. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it feels like one of those types of finishes. But weirdly, I love it. Yeah, it works. Usually, like booking by committee is a disaster. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is really fun. So, uh, Bulldog is in the figure four for two minutes twenty-one seconds. I timed it. Well. Before passing out, and is that a pin submission? Oh, and you're like, yeah, ding, 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 a new EU champion. And Brexit means Brexit. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I didn't quite know what the finish was. Does he just pass out on that? I think he passes out. Referee stoppage. Is that a belt change? That shouldn't be a belt change, should it? Or should it? I don't know. I would say it should be a, a determined pin or submission, right? Well, <laughs> now we have to go. And that's why the Euro belt isn't around anymore. Yeah, sure. Because it's marred with controversy. I think technically it's pin submission knockout. So maybe there's a knockout? I don't know. But Sean has him in the figure four. His shoulders are on the map. And so they could just go one, two, three. Or did he? Submit, did but did oh, no, no. but then technically no in the in the arm drop, yeah. no one actually says I submit. Yeah. So that's where, and then titles change on that because then it's a deemed submission because they can't answer the call. But I don't think they do the arm drop. I think he goes to check. It's a bit drop. weird doing an arm drop when you're not got like a, a, anything like around the neck to like restrain the oxygen to go, and, you're doing a figure four or a sharpshooter. Yeah. Would you do the arm drop for a figure four? Would that no. be weird from a ref standpoint? No, I don't suppose it would. Yeah. Because if you're on your back and you've got your arm dropping, you count the four. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I need to watch this back again. <laughs> it's interesting. It be the first time I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. Pin submission, right? Yeah, it should be. That's it. You go ahead and ruin Matt's childhood memories. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Really. Oh, it's, it's been interesting watching it back because, as I touched on earlier, there's kind of lots of nostalgic, happy feelings about the show, yeah. but also there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot of um, dodgy stuff which happened and yeah. kind of leading to a lot of horrible situations in the future you know how long your... has it been since you last watched this show or have you never watched it back since the VHS no I, I oh, it would have been 20 odd years I suppose wow yes yeah, so it's been a while 
been a while. But I really enjoyed watching it back. Yeah. Do you um, still have the VHS? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's in the loft somewhere. Yeah. So I've got all my old silver silver vision videos. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Tucked away. But Who else? I don't know. I any I hired mine from Bloodbusters. My heart cries. I know. No way. <laughs> I I either hired them from Blockbusters for the old ones, yeah. or I would videotape the pay per views. Oh, you're going to get a big box for your next birthday. No, genuinely, though, <laughs> the the mutual horror on mine and my father's face at one pay per view where I'd set it to record on the Sky Channel. Yeah. And he'd been downstairs watching something that wasn't wrestling and it switched the Sky Channel. So in the morning, after going to see my paper round, I came back home to watch the wrestling. I was like, <laughs> this might be better. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I'm pretty sure, worryingly, that was over the edge. Oh, God, oh. no. So I went, in, I went into school and someone was like, did you watch the pay-per-view? I was like, yep. Well, <laughs> I watched something that was pay-per-view. Live. Ugh. Not that, but the over the edge. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the crowd throw rubbish into the ring. Absolutely love it. Showering Sean in his much earned sea of crap. Uh, Sean cuts a shitty promo, calling Diana his sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean pulls Bulldog back to the figure four. Diana in holding Bully's knee brace. Uh, she kind of rubs it on Sean's face. It's a bit weird. Uh, China drags Diana off Sean. And finally, Owen and Brett run out to make the save. I never quite understood why Brian Owen didn't come out earlier, but I guess there's a thing from they had the stuff with Taker before. But and also, babyface, you know? it's we're not we're not this modern era where good guys, bad guys factions. It's a case of Bulldog can handle it, and he's he's the focus of attention. Uh, no, I don't buy that. Mm. Brian Owen should have been down there. I think they should have been. They should have been down there earlier. More somehow. Yeah, but then it doesn't make Bulldog look that strong because Bulldog could- had to go against four people. So he's kept Bulldog strong in his home country. They could have locked him in the locker room. You know, done the handcuffs on the door and stuff. Fucking love that little gimmick. I put you through. I put the broom handle through the door. This MDF door. (laughs) Look it through it. (laughs) Uh, Triple H. Sorry. I can say words. Shawn Michaels, Triple H in China. Celebrate on the ramp. They throw up the triple threat. And I'm like, not your gimmick. (laughs) <laughs> that was a little stab wasn't it because um, yeah ECW run that gimmick at the time yeah <laughs> Vince calls Sean dastardly ooh mm. big change from Vince big change it's like is he finally getting with the program we've all been on <laughs> the past six months no <laughs> no Vince signs off thanking everyone skybox office runs out of time so just goes so long <laughs> <laughs> great cup feed yeah I, I absolutely love this show it's a massive nostalgia pop for me because obviously as a kid I bought this I must have bought it in 97 or 98 I just started getting back into wrestling after being a young kid and so for me watching this back it's just like fucking rest. I loved every second of it to be honest even the bad stuff I think it was brilliant you know? how many cornflakes it's it's for me nostalgia wise for if I'm being like critical it's probably a 2 or a 3 probably a 3 and that there's that's really really good stuff either end but stuff I am being a critical dickhead, but for me, it's, it's yeah, I love it. Love the show. Really enjoyed watching it, but great opportunity to relive some old memories. Yeah, it's fun. A bit nostalgia. Yeah. Um, it is difficult to disconnect from the backstage stuff that now we know yeah. what's happened. Um, uh, I did read somewhere that Bulldog was meant to actually go over. 
Hence why he dedicated the match to his dying sister, or very ill sister. Oh, that's even worse if yeah, they've changed it after he's done that promo. So they've done the promo, putting over the fact that he's dedicated to his sister, that he's a hometown hero, all that sort of stuff, knowing at that point that he was going to go over. Yeah. And it wasn't until the day when Vince, aka Sean, decided <laughs> he wasn't going to go over. Yeah. Um, he thought it was good. The build up to the whole show is that I'm going to dedicate. Yeah, 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 my bodybuilding work. <laughs> yeah, of course, bodybuilding <laughs> coach. Um, so but Sean, sure. like, there's no way, right? there's no, no way, way, no, no. That finish. So Sean wanted to get the heat that was going to generate leading into the DX formation. Um, he he wanted to be the first uh, Grand Slam champion as well, the first person to hold four championship well, belts. The thing about this belt, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that gave him that rub as well. Um. Which then he gave away to Triple H in a, yep. a ridiculous match on Raw. What was it? Sweet dickhead. We haven't got that yet. I'm joking. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I so, let's do as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, mixed, mixed bag of feelings watching this back. Um, but it's great. Uh, I would give it purely nostalgia four. Four yeah. conflicts for me. I loved every minute of it. It's a four call flake show for me because it had everything that I needed in good wrestling, some stupid stuff in the middle. Sally was also there. Je- and Vince McMahon was like, you're not going to humiliate me. I'm not getting involved in this. Sensible boss. I loved it. I, the the final three matches, like seeing Vader actually have someone good to work with and seeing Vader be able to excel in WWF was great. Brett Taker, brilliant match. All the shenanigans with Bulldog at the end. Storm of Dude Love and you know, Triple H. Brilliant show. Four cornflakes. Much nicer than some of the shit we've been watching recently. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. This is technically new gen to most people. To us, it's almost attitude here because of how it's presented. Like it's getting there. It really feels like it. Mm. It's weird. It's almost there at 96. Like, if you watch it back, it's like all, all the elements of it are there. Yes. <laughs> it's really I, yeah. I, still, I still think Attitude Era started around Mania 13. Yeah, I think I say there's an argument for around Mania 12, totally honest. Yeah. But but the point being that this time period gets such a bad rep for wrestling fans in general. It's it's my favorite. I genuinely think if you take WCW, ECW, and WF from this time period, it's as, almost as good as wrestling gets. Well, we do the comparison. People only look look at it because WCW is doing well with the NWO. And they look they don't they go, Oh, WWF is rubbish at this time period. It's like in Finnish. It's not the first name, they're more than that. But like it was, it's mainly headed up by. AEW. And again, at the time, AEW is really good. WWF is really, really bad. Then Triple H gets the book. WWE is really, really good. AEW is really bad. It's, wrestling is good. All wrestling is good unless it's progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Four cornflakes. Um, where can people find you if you want to have any of your social shared? Nowhere. Brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> that's a delightful response uh, you can find me on Fanboy Rich if you want to a bearded lucha I have returned to wrestling commentary or I will be returning for my wonderful friends in Belgium Pro Wrestling All Stars wonderful 2024 is going to be a good year for Pro Wrestling All Stars the premier European wrestling promotion and better than all your shit indies sure. making friends thank you so much for joining us today man love oh, to have you on the pod thanks for having first hand experience in the show yeah, and thank you so much for our gifts yeah this Going on my new office. <laughs> this is going up in my current office. <laughs> I'm very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit! My name is Piss. Hey, Tyson Rich. It's me. It's me. It's the M-A-double-T. The owner, founder, and visionary behind SCPW, Coach Wicked. Um, I was just wondering if you might reconsider booking me on to Travelodge Live. I know that you said there wasn't any availability, um, but I'm happy to work a rumble. And I know all the moves, and I can bring a carload of boys as well. So anyway, yeah, hit me up. TL for life.